You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Matt Smith. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 170 of the Plain Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me in the kitchen studio, as always this week, is my co-host Matt Smith. Two weeks in the kitchen studio. This is very I exciting. Know. And I was just looking at the screen there when the title's running, 170 episodes. I know. I know, it's only, know. it's like 30 more and we're at 200. They keep listening to us, I don't know what's the matter with them all. Why, like what are these people like doing? They're crazy. Know, crazy. Like, it's just basically all our listeners are basically insomnia freaks, they can't exactly. sleep. Exactly, the they can't they sleep. Can. <laughs> so it is the 23rd of June and it's Friday and the time is just coming up to 25 minutes past 7 in the evening. And uh, we've got a full chat room of uh, aviationists in with us this evening. Loads of names to mention. We've got, uh, I'm just going to start at the top of the list here and go down. We've got uh, Liz Piper. We've got Mash is in the chat room. Mariana's in the chat room. Main man, uh, Michael. Jeff Braithwaite. Ah, Thomas Mandrakey. Jennifer's in the chat room. Shorty Crosgrove. Philip Davis. Uh, let me go, Mark Harvey. Have I, have I, have I missed? I've some I've probably missed someone here. I'm just scrolling. Richard King, uh, Barbara Parrish is in the chat room. We've got uh, some chat called Pilot Pip. Not mm, quite sure. Never heard of him. No. Who? And we have got uh, Plain Talking UK. Uh, they're in the chat room. That, that would good. that would be me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, Jeff Braithwaite says, "Hey, seeing as you're in the kitchen, maybe you could grab me a beer." Oh, we've already got those. Oh, got um, that. oh right. <laughs> Cessna <laughs> Citation. Uh, as new listener, Cessna citation. Mm. Well, not um, a new listener, but new listener. New listener, new, new yeah. in the chat room, new, yeah, new in the absolutely. chat room. Yeah, Shorty Crosgrove, yeah. uh, Myla, not forgetting Myla. Um, I think I've got everyone now. Lane Street, not forgetting Lane Street as well. And if I've forgotten anyone, I'm very sorry. But okay, there's, there's yes, yeah. we'll you be can, here all night. If you, you can, you can never it. trust a participants list on on YouTube. No, you only can't. miss loads of people out. But yeah. Um, so thanks for everyone for joining us on the show this evening. As we said, we've got beers. <laughs> and we've also got a very special guest joining us in the kitchen studio this evening. Uh, for those of you who watched our live show at Seething last year, uh, will have uh, seen this uh, particular pilot with us in the, uh, the, the on-site studio that we had there. Yes. And uh, he's, uh, he's a Cessna caravan pilot. He's also, well, he flies pretty well, much anything with wings. Yeah, yeah, he's very much becoming a bit of an expert <laughs> he, on the yes. old Cessna caravan. He's, a, he's actually an instructor on <laughs> yeah, the Cessna absolutely. caravan now. So welcome <laughs> into the kitchen studio, Stuart O'Neill. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Shocked you there, I know. That's of course, let's not forget. Good evening. Thank you for having me. Until very recently, of course, you were also... Um, you were also My instructor. instructor. Yeah, yeah. This, is, yeah, this is the person I have to thank for sort of getting me nearly all the way through my PPL yeah. until I finally we, lost we, we won't talk about yes, what happened. And had yeah. to change jobs. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, no, welcome, Stuart. Lovely to finally, after about 400 years of me trying to get you in the studio, <laughs> you're finally here. <laughs> So oh, now they're asking well, in the chat room. Yeah, they're asking in the chat room. Is it Stuart, as in S T U A R T, or is it Stuart? Uh, yeah, there's no warts on me. No, no. <laughs> no there's no warts. No <laughs> right. warts. Okay, nice, indeed. Uh, but yes. we've also got someone else joining us via Skype this evening. Oh, you have remembered. And it's our it's our <laughs> resident uh, resident master of everything to do with the uh, cabin experience. Absolutely. And he's the uh, the king of harp jet. It's Owen. <laughs> King of Harp Jet, I like that. Yeah. Hi guys, how are things? 
Oh, good to very be back well. on the show. Oh, good to have you. You've, uh, I'll take it you've been somewhere around sunning yourself in the Mediterranean this week, as always, Owen. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Okay. Yes, I was in Perugia at the, in the <laughs> yeah. start of the week. And I did something else that I can't remember. Okay. And uh, today I was on the ground for the, the life day, so. of a harp jet. Well, indeed. Is, is, it the, is it the lighting? I mean, you do look like you might have actually seen some sun, Owen, to be fair. Or is it just uh, that you have the lights I think it's on? beer. Yeah. Oh, it's beer? No. That, no. Yeah. <laughs> beer? <laughs> it's, it's a very well and strategically placed lighting. Oh, good. Well, Mylet well, in, <laughs> in the chat room, she got a bit upset because I said king of harp jet, but she's just suddenly realised, you know, Owen's the king of harp jet and uh, Mylet will be the, the queen of harp jet. I right, suppose, okay, she, yes. Really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. I know. So we've, yeah. got, uh, we've got a packed show this evening. We've got loads of stuff to do on the show uh, tonight. We've got a segment from uh, Pip, which is a video segment, yep. which is pretty awesome, which Matt uh, has put, uh, put together. And also, we've got a segment from Neville. Yep. Another segment from Neville, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, again, it re- really, really worth a listen, actually, as I say. So, Nev- Nev's very kindly put together um, sort of what I call the Nev's passenger, passenger experience, is what we've called yeah. it. And he's so, he's, he's, coming across basically a lot of people who are frequent flyers and uh, as I say some of the, 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 the clips that I've heard already obviously last week's episode was brilliant with the lady that does a lot of the, the team like the group bookings and things and how that has changed over the years and that, that we've had some fantastic feedback about that this, yeah. this week just gone so uh, yeah looking forward to episode 2 coming up later but we've got two very important announcements to make at the top of the show I so knew I should have opened the show one, notes I know <laughs> Matt hasn't looked at the show no, notes. I'm sorry. Which I, I sent him at 10am this morning. I haven't looked at them for two um, years. So, Why am I going to start now? <laughs> so the first announcement we've got to make, and this is for all our, all our Australian listeners. Ooh, yes. Yes, yes, uh, yes, very yes, important yes. this is for all our Australian listeners who are probably not with us in the chat room now because it's like three in the morning there. But, um, but So basically next Friday I will be leaving my current place of employment uh, for good. So I'm going out next Friday evening for a bit of a um, couple of sherbet, couple of lemons, sherbet lemons and, maybe a, a and lemonades tea. and some <laughs> spring water. Uh, so next Friday we won't be doing the show as usual on Friday, but Ooh. instead to uh, to marry up a bit better with dun, our dun, Australian dun. listeners, we are going to do a show on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And the reason we're going to do the show at 10 a.m. Sunday morning is we're going to do an Australian listener special show. So for all our Australian listeners who want to come on the show and join us as a kind of guest host kind of thing, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, email us either via the website or uh, send an email to podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Send us your, uh, your obviously, the... The uh, the yeah, I want to be on the show, and right. uh, send us your Skype uh, name as well. Obviously, do they have to do us. it in that voice? Not by that voice. <laughs> okay, no. right. Yeah. Uh, so send us your Skype uh, address, and that, and we'll obviously uh, try and get as many of you on the show as we can. We've already got a couple of people uh, from the uh, from Australia who are, are going to join us. We're hoping to get Steve and Grant from the uh, Plain Crazy Down Under podcast also to join us via Skype. Oh, actually, actually, while you, as you mentioned, Steve, uh, I'll yes. let you come back to it in a minute. Uh, congratulations to Steve Fisher. Obviously, if you are uh, a listener to commercial radio in Australia, you will probably be very familiar with one of the newsreaders who now does 7pm, 8pm and 9pm on a Monday, Wednesday and Friday uh, because he is now one of their newsreaders. Um, and uh, I, I was actually listening to the show this week. I was hoping 
hoping to to clip it all together and play you something but they haven't given me permission to play it, which is a bit of a shame so i'm hoping i'm hoping that might come next week but uh, yeah so congratulations to steve on his new job as an actual newsreader on real radio real radio well he was built for that he was yeah. absolutely built for radio. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a bit he's, like me. He's got a face for radio. Well, no, I was yeah. going to say he's just—he <laughs> he is the radio king. I think uh, he is, yeah, Steve. So. Steve is—he's uh, good. Well, mind you, Grant. Both Steve and Grant are yeah. both. The, yeah, both and the we've kings, all got so. faces for radio. Yes, well, you see that's okay. the answer. <laughs> um, so that's uh, so as I said for all our Australian <laughs> listeners and uh, New Zealand, obviously, because the time—I think the time difference is about the same. Uh, just get in contact with us at the show. Send us an email, and uh, we'll have you on next Sunday at 10 a.m., which is our time, which I think is around about tea time in uh, okay. Australia. Right. So, uh, yep. so that'll be good. The other announcement we've got to make as well, which is a very special announcement for the show, uh, for me and Matt, is uh, we have um, got a new member to add to the team uh, as a fully-fledged uh, host of the show. Uh, he's been a listener and a contributor to the show for quite some time now, and he's someone everyone's going to know. And uh, me and Matt have kind of been in talks and stuff for the last few weeks about um, you know moving forward with this particular person and, and adding him to our team mm-hmm. as such. And uh, I'm very pleased to announce that uh, Neville Bounds is uh, going to become a fully-fledged part of the uh, PTUK uh, team here and hopefully Neville will be joining us each week uh, to join us uh, to do the live shows so uh, well very I mean, he's, jo- he's joining us in the form of segments and things like that and then obviously as and when he can yeah, yeah, round of applause yeah, yeah, yeah. there we go he'll be, uh, he'll be the crowd's uh, gone wild yeah as I say for, for, for a long time he's been helping me like from a tech point of view in the background and you know, I mean, a lot of the outside broadcast stuff that we that we've now become sort of rather famous for is is all Neville's fault. So, uh, and Neville, <laughs> yeah, Neville, yeah. Neville's, I spoke to Neville this morning and um, and asked him, and he was uh, he was over the moon. Good. So uh, okay, so there we go. Yeah, so I think he was just being nice to you. I think he probably like <laughs> as soon as the phone call finished, he was crying for two and a half hours afterwards. Yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be like a, a four man team now with uh, yeah. with Pip. So uh, it's going to yeah, be a bit, bit ABG ish, I suppose, yeah. really, isn't it? Because uh, yeah, well, yeah. you got you got a, you know a captain a first officer uh, I think we uh, might have someone else does that mean you'll be kicking off late every week no, 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 not at all. He won't no, allow me on time. He won't allow that. We'll we have to be, be on time. time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, just be, yeah, yeah. Can't see it. Get, get uh, the Liz, BA dig in there Liz where is, you can. Yeah, Liz, yeah. Liz has beaten you to that. Liz, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Liz Pipe has already said that the, the show is going to be sponsored by BA from now on. Right, so that means, what, 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 I mean, what is the average late time for BA? Is it 25 <laughs> minutes, something like that? Which case for the bags? (laughs) (laughs) So what? (laughs) What uh, Matt's got a little job now. He's got to uh, actually add Neb's profile to our uh, P2K website. And Nev's already sent us a picture, a lovely little profile picture of himself. We're going to yeah, put on the absolutely. website. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, there we, there we go. That yeah. is the bef- shocking information I've got for you this week. And before before long, as I say, because uh, somebody we had somebody else edit the show last week, and not me, uh, I have to say. So from the who's somebody who's very kindly joined us in the is that in the, the tech. Down- is that where the downloads doubled? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, because right, okay. it was it was for the first time ever it was professionally edited <laughs> and made to look nice. Uh, was uh, as I say, so Owen's been helping. Owen helps me out now with with trying because there is as anybody who's done anything like this will know there's an awful lot of work that goes into just sort of you know we we sit here and record stuff but it actually has to be sort of you know piled together and so Owen has very kindly been helping me do that as well so thank you Owen for uh, for doing oh, no that. Problem. 
Yeah, that's that's what you do when you have too much time on your hands, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'll let you know when I find that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, right. So anyway, should we, we do something? We better do some news. So we yeah. are gonna kick off the show then, as we do each week, with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready, Matt, I am. Yes, yeah. And if you're ready, Owen. Yeah, I'm ready. And Stuart. Oh yeah, we're ready. Let's go. <laughs> So, kicking off this week's first news story on the fortune.com. That's something I wish I had. Not the dot com bit, but a fortune. Right. And this one uh, is the headline is Surf Airs. Subscription based business takes off in Europe. This is one I haven't heard of, actually. I think everyone's heard of NetJets, but SurfJets, I think, is a bit is a similar kind of thing to them. But right. US subscription based airline Surf Air launched in Europe on Friday as it bids to tap into the frequent flyer market, challenging the continent's traditional airlines with a model of unlimited flights for a monthly fee. Surf Air's Europe's first flights will be from London Luton, that's a shame, to Ibiza, (laughs) and for a subscription of £1,750, or $2,216 a month, customers are going to be able to fly within Europe uh, to destinations such as Cannes, Zurich, Geneva, and Milan as much as they like. Surf Air's Europe uh, Chief Executive Simon Talling-Smith said that between US and European operations, it hopes to achieve revenues of $100 million for 2017, with European flights making up about a fifth of the group's total business by the end of the year. The London headquartered airline will try better what its sister company, Surf Air, has done in California. Launched in 2013, that company now has 3,000 members. He also confirmed that the group was ordering Embraer and Pilatus aircraft. In the US, uh, they have 12 Pilatus and they have another 43 on order. Uh, We've just now taken delivery of our first jet aircraft, which is the uh, the Embraer Phenom 300, uh, one of Pip's favourite aircraft, which will be operating in Europe, uh, Talling Smith told Reuters. Uh, We intend to build up a similar-sized fleet of jets over the next three to five years. He said that a couple of hundred people have pre-purchased membership ahead of the launch and that this was in line with his expectations. Surf Air says that they provide flexibility for business passengers who need to be uh, need to travel and the £1,750 monthly fee compares with last-minute flexible business class return tickets between London and Zurich of around £500. It also cuts down on waiting times at airports and he says that we have the opportunity of, uh, for our members to get to the airport just 15 minutes before the flight goes, he said. So it's kind of a, a sort of um, pay-monthly... On an airline, I suppose, for yourself. I, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing you just pay your monthly subscription fee and say, oh, next week I want to go to Geneva and then get there and fly. I, you know, I suppose that's how it works. Well, I can't be sure, but I think the reason they're called Surf Air is they started as a small airline with PC-12s to take people to the beach to literally go surfing. Ah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, wow. That's a very, so a very they're niche using PC twelves to go from some <laughs> of the big air operating airfields in in uh, West Coast America and take them direct to the smaller strips and close to the beaches where they wanted to go surfing. Oh, I see. Right. So um, that's quite cool. Yeah. And I think the reason they're now launching the European arm is only now because we've got SET IMC with a single commercial single engine turbine IMC conditions flying, so they'll be able to use the PC twelve in Europe 
for commercial operational flights, whereas oh. before they couldn't. It was only for private use. Wow. Yeah, they, they've got the Embraer, uh, the Phenom 300s. It's a nice touch, but it's their top-class aircraft. But I think you'll find their main use is to get the PC-12s over here for commercial charter. But the PC-12, that's, um, that's single a engine. single engine, but that is pressurised, isn't it? Yes, yeah, pressurised. Yeah, lovely yeah. bit of kit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very nice. I mean, £1,750, it, that sounds pretty reasonable. It does sound alarmingly reasonable, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> yeah. You, you well, here's the catch, I'm wondering. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you're paying that a month, though, you really want to be using that each month. Yeah. Really, yeah, but I mean, know, think of the yeah. amount of business pe- uh, travelers who travel business, you know, every two or three days. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I use Nevin as the example. I mean, it, like yeah. forever in the well, and also like uh, like Grant Grant McCarran. I mean, he's forever flying from one part of the world to another. Uh, uh, it's one of those where you know, if you had a subscription service and it was within their range or that that is it's, i mean because i mean it does sound very similar to the model that that netjets has but it but but this is states-based is that correct if i surf area yeah, is originally yeah. state-based but now they're launching this european yeah. arm as where netjets is obviously europe-based isn't it so well, they're, they're, no, they're netjets, well, netjets, netjets is fractional yeah. ownership yeah, fractional isn't it? ownership yeah okay yeah. you buy a sort of chunk i think don't you of how netjets work yeah so you what, you it's buy kind of like, like a franchise and then you buy the tail and then <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah you buy a share in an aircraft and then you share out your part of the aircraft in in surf air you don't own any part of the aircraft you just you, you become just, a membership of an right. aircraft operator a subscription service literally to, yeah. to yeah. use the to use the facilities yeah. i imagine it, they've probably got like a limit a, of, yeah using the gym uh, as opposed to netjets which would be kind of like buying the treadmill Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, that's quite a good analogy. Pip, well Pip's done. just said in the chat room. He's piped up. Just says surf airs. Nothing like net jets. Okay. Oh, oh. sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pip, if you were here, Oops. you'd be outside. You're yeah. not here. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. So moving on to the next story. It's uh, it's a uh, it's a it's a nice. No, it's a nice story yeah, before you start getting excitable. <laughs> okay, I, what do you mean? I'm always excitable. Uh, this is on the TravelDailyNews.com website and it's story two. And obviously it's going to be a Ryanair story. So here we go. Ryanair launches connecting flights at Milan Bergam- Bergamo. 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 Somebody correct yeah, me? Bergamo, yeah. yeah, Bergamo, yeah. Bergamo, we'll go Bergamo. with Bergamo. Okay, I'll have forgotten that in a minute anyway. <laughs> but anyway, Ryanair uh, extended its connecting flight service to Milan-Bergamo Airport, providing Ryanair customers with an expanded route choice and the opportunity to book and transfer directly onto connecting Ryanair flights. Following the successful launch of connecting flights at Rome... F- Fumancino. 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 It sounds like a cheese. Uh, Last month from 3rd of July, Ryanair customers can book connecting flights on the first 25 of up to 300 routes via Milan Bergamo on Ryanair.com. They can connect to and from Alicante, Athens, Barcelona, Bari, Brinsky, Calgary, uh, Catina, Corfu, Ibiza, Lanzarote, Lamiza, Madrid, Malaga, Malta, Naples, Palmero, pre, Palmero, Palmero, Palermo, yeah. Palermo. Pesc- Pescam, Pescara, Pescara, Trapani, Trapani. Valencia, and <laughs> Zaragoza. Thank you very much. Oh, we should just get you all having jolly good fun at my expense. <laughs> are you splendid? Uh, yeah. <laughs> transfer yeah, you did pretty well. <laughs> transfer aside between connecting flights without having to go landside. Uh, checked in baggage transfer through to their final destination. One booking reference number for both flights. This connecting service is the newest initiative delivered under the four year four of Ryan's always getting better program 
with more connecting services to be rolled out uh, at other airports across the Ryanair network later this year. In Milan, Bergamo, Ryanair's Chief Commercial Officer David O'Brien, which is unusual because it's usually Kenny Jacobs, so that's a refreshing change, said Ryanair is pleased to extend our connecting flight service to Milan, Bergamo Airport from the 3rd of July, allowing customers to book connecting Ryanair flights on the lowest fares at our largest Italian base, starting with an initial 25 new routes, rising up to 300 customers will be able to transfer onto their next flight without having to go landside and have their bags checked through to their final destination. This new service under year four of our Always Getting Better program will be rolled out at other Ryanair Ryanair airports throughout our network with even more routes to be added in the coming weeks and months. You get the idea, basically there. They sort of so Milan Bergamo is, sounds like it's really going to develop into quite a big, quite a big hub. I think uh, is probably the best way to describe. Um, well, it's already quite a, a large hub in that it's got um, a training base for Ryanair there, okay. and uh, it's it's got quite a lot of uh, domestic um, Italian flights, mm. as far as I know. So this is this is where it's basically I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's basically the buses of the skies. I know we all complain about them, and there are several people who have got horrific stories that they can tell about their experience on Ryanair. But at the end of the day, I think everyone has. It's, it's no different to getting on a first bus here in the UK, really, is it? It's, you know, <laughs> it's well, exactly. But it, it serves a purpose. Or if, the tube, or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just look, you can shut up. You just don't know how to read the tube, Owen. That's your trying. Owen got lost on the tube the other yes on Tuesday I came off the tube at one station and I'm not exactly sure how but I walked <laughs> onto the street coming out of a different station and that was very very confusing <laughs> yeah, so I wandered nice. around yeah, London had, for about a half an hour ended up at I decided, station you know I'm going to pull out Google yeah. Maps and we'll see where yeah. I am I think you, you were expected to be at Bank and somehow you ended up at Monument Station which is they are very close to be fair Thing like yeah, something that. like that. Anyway, well done. Yes, in in Dublin, there's only one train line, so maybe you're used to that one. <laughs> ah, they, they've, they've started getting their uh, they've started getting their new tram system in place as well. Oh, so uh, yeah. Anyway, this is about aviation, children. So perhaps so, we should move I was, on. I was just going to say about uh, I don't know about <laughs> this Milan to... Bergamo. Oh, sorry. So, so say that again. What's I was, was going to say. I think the other thing is um, I'm not sure, but Air Italia. I mean, they've been losing money for 10, 20 years now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think they've just had a massive cut on their routes. So um, Mr. Yeah. O'Leary is uh, sort of cash cash moving, moving in. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I think they've more or less gone... Was it? Was it then? More or less went, I think, were... More or less yeah, went they're, bankrupt. They're not, they're not in a good way. Oh, they do that oh, every no. year or every yeah. couple of oh, years. Oh, right, OK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. reset, reset the platform and start again. We have yeah. to be on our best behaviour because Jennifer Parkinson's in the chat room. Well, that is true. And yes. she is our, our uh, Italian Yeah, but she's a Norwich girl. She is a Norwich girl, yeah. So she's just living in a nice place. So the next story, moving on. Uh, did, did you want to take this one, Stuart? If you like Do the I? next story, it's up to you. you no, no, you, you're yeah. doing very good. Carry yeah, on. Okay, oh, okay. <laughs> we'll throw it to Owen then. <laughs> okay. So Owen, Owen can take you want to take the next, next story? Yeah. Okay, so the next one is from the voanews.com, and it says uh, Chile's low-cost airline JetSmart plans to sell one dollar fifty tickets. <laughs> Santiago <laughs> is where these guys are based and JetSmart, a low-cost airline set to launch this year in Chile, said on Thursday it will offer one-way tickets for less than $2 at, as the nation's passenger air market becomes increasingly Im- 
increasingly competitive. I'm going to interrupt you there, Owen. Is this going to be one of these cases where it's like two two euros to get out there and thirty thousand pounds to get home? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, who I mean, knows? yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's the way that it works at most places. Yeah, absolutely. We had that story about wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was fifty-seven quid to get out there and sort of like which sit, is wow. Yeah. And then, the and then eight hundred quid to get home. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, so, we will have thirty thousand tickets for one thousand pesos, which is about one dollar fifty per one-way trip plus taxes to fly within Chile in 2017, uh, said JetSmart, which is an airline-focused U.S. investment fund, Indigo Partners. I'm not exactly sure what that sentence is saying. No, indeed, yes. It's Moving on. Straight. Yes. Uh, Indigo <laughs> Partners has already carved out a niche in the ultra-low-cost airlines and owns Mexican low-cost carrier Volaris and part of Denver-based Frontier Airlines. Oh. Indigo is known for umbra- unbundled or a la carte fares that carry cheap base prices but charge additional fees for extras such as carry-on bags too big to fit under the seat and advanced seat assignments. In February, Indigo announced that JetSmart would operate three Airbus A320s in Chile in 2017 and another six in 2018. While the company will focus on domestic routes, it will eye opportunities for the regional expansion once established in Chile, Indigo managing partner Bill Frank said at the time. Chile's uh, airline market is dominated by LAMTAM uh, Airlines, Latin America's largest carrier, with a smaller share taken by established low-cost carrier Sky. LAMTAB, which has been facing increasing pressure from other low-cost airlines throughout the region, is rolling out a partial low-cost model this year. Low-cost carrier Viva Air launched in Peru in May. Low-cost airline Fly Bondi is set to launch later this year in Argentina, and Norwegian Air is set to launch long-haul low-cost routes from Europe to Buenos Aires next year. So it seems like, um, yeah, it, it seems like they're charging very, very low prices for these uh, one-way trips, but then everything, including your carry-on luggage, could be charged for. Yeah, I'll just look on there. They're, they have actually got... They're not currently, obviously, flying, but they've got a website which is kind of-ish there. Okay. And, well, what's the address? Um, Let me just uh, bring it's, it up. It's, jet, it's jetsmart.com. And uh, at the moment on there, they've obviously got the application thing to you can apply to have you know get one of these one dollar fifty fares, one way okay. fares. But it also says that they're going to use on the website. You can see there's a picture, but on uh, one of the uh, pages that I looked at, they're actually going to use three. There we go, uh, three Airbus A three twenties as their first three aircraft. They use. Oh, there we yeah. go. And you can see the ones in the chat room. You'll be able to see oh. there. That's the uh, the website there. How come this picture has pictures of Dreamliners in? That's the they're Latam or the Latam <laughs> ones, aren't they? I think there's Dreamliners oh. on there, which is um, it's to make it seem more prestigious. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are they allowed to do that if they don't actually have one? I don't know. No, but they're, they're based well, in the same country. Aren't they? They're both Chilean, so both Chilean airlines. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. Okay. So the next story is uh, is especially for the chat room because all the chat room seems to do every week is chat around about food. Right. Okay. So the next story uh, <laughs> is uh, it's kind of it's kind of for the chat room and it's for Brian Coleman as well. Okay. And uh, the headline uh, this is on the foxnews.com 
uh, site. And the uh, headline, United Airlines to offer Uno's deep dish pizzas in flight. God, I'll be, I'll be salivating everywhere. <laughs> so is the promise of a deep dish pizza enough to entice travellers to fly the friendly skies, or is it just another pie in the sky? No, <laughs> is the next time. Shall we move on? No. <laughs> United uh, is hoping for the former. Beginning on July the 1st, which is that's uh, Saturday. Ooh, a week time. It's a, we- it's a week tomorrow. That's because that's uh, moving day. That's yes, why that's very Matt's much moving in my, day. <laughs> yeah, uh, United moving Airlines house. are going to be offering economy passengers the option of purchasing an Uno deep dish pizza Uno. on select flights departing from the US. Uh, the airline, which has headquarters in Chicago, where the first Uno pizzeria was established in 1943, has added the dish to their revamped bistro onboard menu, which includes a number of other snacks and meals available f- to purchase on select flights. We choose Uno not only because of our hometown connection, but because Uno is a recognisable brand across the country. And more importantly, it was also the pizza that had the best taste, a spokesman for United tells Fox News. The pizza itself will feature spinach, garlic and cheese, all surrounded by a thick, deep dish crust. Uh, United further tells Fox News that each pie will be cooked and served in United's proprietary skillet dish, uh, which thoroughly cooks the item while maintaining that crispy crust on board. I, I must say, while you've been reading that, they've been sort of chatting amongst themselves about here in the food? chat room here. They are chatting about the Uno pizza, and there isn't okay. a lot of love for the Uno pizza. It okay, is it a pizza said. or a pie? <laughs> I'm looking at that picture, and that looks like a pie. So it's a pizza pie. It's a pizza. Each pizza, uh, if that goes... Judging by that picture, if this is how much they're going to be, my work. I, I suppose you want me to put that up. Each, each pizza <laughs> it will sell for $9.99. United tells. Uh, so it's not Fox complimentary News, then? No, no. <laughs> that the airline will also be offering a combo beer and pizza deal for $13.99, which comes with a Miller Lite. However, United won't be offering Uno just on any flight. According to the airline representative, Uno's pizza will only be offered on flights within the US that exceed three and a half hours in length. And on United's flights from the US to either Canada, Mexico, Central America or the Caribbean. In addition to the Uno's Pizza, United B- uh, Refresh Bistro on board menu will include a protein bowl. Ugh. A breakfast flatbed, a Thai-style chicken ciabatta sandwich, tapas box, and a kiddies snack box. Now, you see, I, I, I'm with Stuart on this one. I'm not sure if it's a pizza or what. I mean, it, it does look a bit pie-ish. It uh, does. Is it? Well, as I say, yeah. it looks like a pie to me. It doesn't look like a pizza. But it's a deep dish, so it's obviously going to have that sort of... A oh, deep dish. Deep, sort of I don't deep. think there's a choice for extra toppings either. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> no, indeed. Yeah. I, do you know what? I think uh-huh. I, I, I would much rather just go and have a, a meal at Chan's, frankly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's same here. Yes. Absolutely. Shameless <laughs> promotion for the, yeah, for, the uh, yeah. for the restaurant there. Absolutely. www.thefreecooks.co.uk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> always good, isn't it? <laughs> always good. Always good. good. Straight <laughs> oh. Absolutely. No mess in there. Well, we've all eaten there, haven't we? We've, yeah. uh, Owen's been there as well. It's, it's Pizza's on aircraft. Not Though. Although to be mm. fair, actually to be fair, we do mention it virtually every week, Stuart. We actually do. Oh, thank you. Because <laughs> it's because uh, well, is that when we get a ring up for a takeaway order? Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Usually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shame it's from Canada, but anyway, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Shorty Cros uh, Shorty Crosgrove in the chat room has put ten dollars for a pizza cupcake. It looks it looks like a cupcake. It does look like a cupcake. It does, yeah. That. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Pips has put in the chat room also Chan's the best. Yeah, so, right. yeah, there we you. go. Absolutely. There we quite go. Right, quite right. So moving $10 on to works out at about seven pounds eighty, I think something around that yeah. sort. 
That's a lot of money. To be fair, it's probably changed since you looked that up, to be fair, Owen. I mean, our, our um, the exchange rate is so ruined at the moment, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so, moving on to the next story, which is yours, Matt. Yeah, okay. Yeah. This is on This the one's a bit of a shocker. I didn't really... This North Glen News North, is, yeah. is, the, uh, is the website. It's northglennews.co.za. And the headline is, SAA wins at World airline awards uh, South African Airways SAA has been crowned as one of the winners of the world aviation sorry the world airline awards for 15 consecutive years the airline won the best staff service award as part of the highly acclaimed international awards held at the Paris Air Show on Tuesday the awards are run by aviation expert Skytrack now Skytrack that's a um, sort of uh, Sort of like a like sort of compare the market, but for um, is, yeah. yeah for um, for aviation, isn't it? Uh, uh, to win the best staff service award shows that our customer facing employees are our true brand ambassadors who make a, who made a difference uh, to more than 19 million travelling customers. Feedback on excellent customer service is simply priceless. SAA General Manager of Operations Zooks Ramsia said. Um, the awards are based on unsolicited customer feedback. Uh, being uh, an award winner for 15 years in a row inspires us to seek further opportunities for service excellence as the airline moves towards a brighter future, said uh, the uh, the spokesperson. The national carrier said that it has maintained quality levels on all the services it offers. It has been particularly uh, been a particularly difficult year for the industry, but we still maintain a world class product and service standards to our customers, making our four-star airline rating well-deserved. Now, I, I must confess, I'm not overly familiar with South African no, airlines. No, I, 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 you know, it's not <laughs> one of those airlines that, you know, we say, oh, name a well-known airline or brand, yeah. and you don't immediately come up with the, you know, with the name South African. Air. No, I mean, obviously, they must be doing something right. They're uh, probably quite popular in South Africa. Well, yes, in the same way that British Airways is very popular here. Um, uh, but uh, Currently, actually, they've got uh, a bit of a bias fleet. Current fleet for South Africa, they've got uh, mostly all Airbuses, 319, 320s, 330s, 340s. And they've got seven um, Boeing 737-800s in their fleet. Mm. Um, and they've also got two cargo aircraft as well, which uh, they've got in their fleet. But 57 total in the fleet at the moment for South Africa. So now Africa. you were saying you were quite shocked. Now why, why were you quite well, shocked it's as just, to why... It's, uh, you, know, you know, when you say... The, the you know the words like that you know award winning or or something um, the world airline awards you know you 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 think Qatar right Emirates yeah okay you know yeah. uh, Etihad or you know one of the massive yeah. carriers but Harpjet or Harpjet yeah <laughs> yes yeah, of course Harpjet absolutely well, yes. <laughs> they are winning some, they, they win but something yeah, almost every week they must be doing <laughs> something really well because as the story says they've been crowned as the uh, world airline awards winner wow. four star well, they've got a large regional market of Africa itself and uh, mm, South yeah. Africa is the more respected uh, yeah, established cool. carrier in that continent and, and uh, they've been going since 1934 so they've they they kind of have a bit of experience. They yeah, have. They, they, yeah, they've, they've had a few years to get to get their hand yeah. around it, really, really. <laughs> Absolutely. And the, the fleet-wise, I mean, they had a, the fleet, the uh, the the, uh, the past fleet. They've had some pretty um, pretty varied aircraft. Um, De Havilland Doves, De Havilland Comets, uh, C forty-seven Dakotas, DC fours, DC sevens, Junkers. Uh, Ju fifty six Lockheed loads. I mean L eighteen load stars. Lockheed Constellations. Vickers Vikings. Vickers Vikants. I mean 
They've um, you name it. They they've definitely it. been. They've definitely been through uh, through the sort of the airliners mm. list to have South Africa. But no, good on them. Yeah. Well done, South African uh, Airlines. Well done for that. So moving on to the next story, Owen, which is uh, a bit of a fast story. This one, Owen, for you. Uh, so here's the best website for finding cheap flights. This uh, comes from news5cleveland.com, and the site is kayak is the price of airline tickets keeping you grounded this summer and you report list secrets for finding the lowest airfare to any destination it's a method that could save you hundreds over what the person next in the next seat is paying and you know the drill you want to get away so you visit an airline's website or maybe kayak or a price line to compare uh, fares but savings blog financially fit and fab say that it's the wrong way to find a deal the best search engine uh, for discount flights is now Google Flights. Uh, enter your destination and the dates you want to travel on Google Flights and it instantly finds the lowest, lowest fare. It even suggests better times of day to fly and better days to fly to save you even more. Still not happy with what you found? The report says you should then set a price alert which sends you email alerts uh, when the fare changes. But a word of caution if the cheapest flight is on a discount airline. If the airline comes up uh, cheapest is Frontier, Allegiant or Spirit, the three biggest deep discounters which uh, in the US, uh, watch for seat reservation fees or carry-on bag fees that mainstream airlines typically don't have. The report says a $140 flight on a deep discounter can add up to 212 after fees, making it more expensive than on the same route on a legacy carrier. Once more, key to saving money when you find a great fair deal you should lock it in that fair as soon as possible the report says if you wait a couple of hours that bargain fair is often gone yeah so um my apologies i said at the start that it was kayak um it's actually not i was looking at the video that was coming up um <laughs> in the in the uh, news article it's google flights ah. and I, I will say actually it's a very very good search engine i uh was using it to keep tabs on flights that I wanted to get. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get the days off for them, so <laughs> it kind of uh, made the point a bit moot. But yeah, they're they're really really good. They send you a email maybe every three or four days uh, with kind of an update on the how well how expensive or how cheap the flights is. You can kind of uh, see a, a graph of the various prices over a certain period of time I, so I, you can kind of gauge when the next sort of lowest fare is going to be yeah i, I mean I, I know carlos you were using it quite a lot actually you were, you were using scanner, that yeah, to, yeah well, mike no, mike had got me onto that yeah, yeah. Well, no you, you were using like google as well weren't you oh no it might have been brian it's pastina brian, actually. brian he, yeah. he was the one that sh showed me how how he was doing it with this Google thing, and you could literally, like, obviously, when we were all looking for flights to to Pittsburgh, um, it was a great way of of monitoring, sort of, to try and see, um, you know, the fluctuations in the price, and it was changing daily. Mm. I mean, it really was going up, oh by, yeah, up yeah. and down by quite a lot of money, yeah. like virtually every day. Is it only the sponsored ads companies though that get higher up on the Google listings? Ooh. No, they do have a separate uh, section for those. They come up first, as in uh, they ah, at they, the top they of appear right. faster than the other ones. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> no, Skyscanner was, Sky was actually quite good when I was, was you know, looking at it. I've always used Skyscanner. Gives, yeah. It gives you a good kind of 
general idea of who's the kind of cheapest and who's the most expensive, yeah. and you can play around and dates. move flights and dates and dates times and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it was good. I thought Skyscanner was really good. So, so is that? Is, I mean, I mean how, does, how does that compare to like Skytrax? Just as an example, I mean, is that sort of? I mean, that's a similar sort of similar. I think. Yeah, sort of similarish yeah. service. Yeah, but no, I'll have to, have to look at that Google one. Yeah, no, I'm not, I haven't uh, tried that yet. So, but no. I've just actually, I've got an ad now. Confused.com come up. <laughs> in, in, no, in, in the UK, you've got Money Supermarket. Yeah, and go yeah, compare. Yeah, yeah. But I think there's just been a thing that they've all been uh, actually falsifying the, uh, <gasps> the search results recently. Really? So you do wonder with these kayaks and yeah, uh, whether, whether they're being paid to, to exactly. make other ones go top yeah. of the list, maybe. And I wouldn't put it at all past Google do that because google is all about revenue streams i know that because i've been playing with google adwords mm. for the company that i work for <laughs> now uh this week and it's uh, it's not a cheap business you know trying to get yourself to the top of the old google yeah, list no. even in a really niche i mean uh, for want of uh, being dull and boring as i say uh, the company that i'm now working for they make cards and uh they sort of specialize in vet veterinary sympathy cards and you were just trying to get them to the top of the google list so if you googled veterinary sympathy cards we were at the top there and yeah. it's it's not cheap to get no. you up the up there you well, know it is worth it because we have since we've done it probably in the last sort of four weeks we've probably had like you know quite a busy time of it and some of that has come mm. through the website so you you never know it does it's sometimes it is worth to speculate to accumulate. A, a that, very famous parachute company that I'm affiliated with actually spends five figures, nearly six figures, on Google wow. AdWords. Just Google, to get them just there. Just on Google listings. Really? Blimey. That is right. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll be having There is that. another really, really good website that uh, I quite like to use. Uh, this one is not one that you can kind of pick and choose your dates for like you can with Skyscanner or with Google Flights. This one is secretflying.com. Uh, some of the listeners might know it. It kind of specializes in getting the latest deals and looking at um, an error fare or maybe uh, maybe some kind of last minute fares that are really really super cheap, and uh, it puts them up on a uh, on a daily blog. So that's secretflying.com. You can you find know. some really, really good yeah. value. Uh, like like Stuart's now busy. Everybody's frantically putting that Secret in their phone flyer. right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah he's, no, he's, he's, he's literally sitting mind. there putting it in his tablet. Look, yeah. <laughs> I know you've used it. You've used it quite a few times, haven't you, Owen, to sort of find a, a, a last-minute sort of escape? Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really do a huge amount of the discount airlines, but it it takes a look at pretty much all of the uh, major airlines mm. and uh, it's a really really good one completely free which is the uh, the best thing about it yeah. how's it, how's it uh, look Stuart? yeah good for a last minute holiday yeah, yeah, okay. yeah no it definitely is yeah and uh, yeah so there we go you heard it here first guys and girls look yeah you, yeah, see, you yeah. see all the best information comes from PTUK UK absolutely <laughs> quite right so yes. moving on yeah, well to, done uh, gentlemen all on brand well done Bravo. to the, uh, to, <laughs> to the uh, <laughs> next story uh, which is a bit of a more of a uh, uh, well it's kind of a supersonic story really so yeah. Stuart uh, what's this one okay uh, this is from CNBC and it's a, from the Paris Air Show 2017. Supersonic flight promised by 2023. Yeah, right, As whatever. <laughs> <laughs> They've been promising it since Concorde yeah. was shut down. Yeah. As Boom announces airline orders, the return of Concorde supersonic flight has been brought a step closer with the announcement that five airlines have placed a total of 76 orders with US firm Boom. Virgin is the only known customer of the concept stage oh, supersonic really? passenger airliner with the other four to be announced at special events. Airlines are excited for something new and different to 
offer their passengers and we're thrilled, thrilled that major world airlines share our vision for a future of faster more accessible supersonic travel we look forward to sharing more about these partnerships in the future said Blake Scholl founder and CEO at the Paris Air Show press conference Scholl added the new aircraft reservations are backed by tens of millions of dollars in non-refundable payments ouch Mm, yeah, I heard something about these engines as well. Boom claimed the average length of flight from Paris to New York would drop to three and a half hours from seven when the full airliner flies, Goodness like it me. used to be with Concorde, yeah, yeah, yeah. utilizing its full Mach 2.2 speed. Another example given was San Francisco to Tokyo, which would take a little over five hours compared to the current 11. Concorde, which debuted at the Paris Air Show 48 years ago. Goodness me, week. that was so long ago. Wow, so sad though. I'm not even, sure, Owen, time I'm not even sure Owen's dad was alive then, let alone mm. Owen. <laughs> <laughs> At which time it had a top speed though of Mach 2. The full plane comes with two configurations of either 55 business class seats or 15 business with 30 first class seats or longer flights. Wow. The plane would have a list price to customers of just $200 million. Oh. Not too bad, is it? Cheap. A business class <laughs> ticket from London to New York <laughs> is estimated at $5,000. It's funny, you say it fast enough, it doesn't hurt, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was out. just thinking, is that 5000 one way as well? Wow. Wow. The, com the company wants the plane in the skies by 2023, but is first developing a smaller supersonic jet to test the technology. Skoll said the XB-1 supersonic demonstrator will fly in Denver late next year after passing a major performance and safety test. We now have everything required to build history's first independently developed supersonic aircraft, the funding, technical design and manufacturing partners, said Skoll. GE, Honeywell, Tenket and Stratis are among firms working on the boom supersonic development. I understand you got a video. We just played it, yeah, while you were saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a sexy we, looking but plane. It does yeah. look nice. It is. It does. Yeah. It does, does look great. And it, it, it's, well, is it, I mean, I know I say this every time we, we, uh, we mention Concorde, and I never really understood. I know, I, I understand why it was taken out of service. Yeah. But, I mean, it was, it was never really flying empty. So there was a market. You know, people were willing to pay the prices they were having to play, pay, if you like, to fly on things like Concorde. And I just, to this day, never understood why there wasn't something else already lined up to take over when... Because they must have known, obviously, that the shelf life of the Concorde was reaching its end. Well, the uh, other designs on the market just weren't very good. Right. The Volcari American version and then the uh, Russian one that had its wing issues. No, T-144. T-144, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. they just didn't compete. And then, and then it was a political game, so right. the Americans decided they didn't want supersonic planes, hence okay. they were stuck so to it, Europe. Yeah, right. Okay. But I mean, Politics also, it, it took uh, two countries an enormous amount of resources and a, a very long amount of time to develop the Concorde. So it wasn't just as simple as putting another one into service a few years later, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, all right. Also, okay. I was just I mean, kind of looking at the, the unit cost. You said 200 million, wasn't it? Mm. Um, that's not that much, considering, like, if you think about it, an A380 uh, lists. Uh, sort of in around the 390 to 400 million dollars uh, I think wow okay yeah. I thought it was yeah so it's not, yeah, yeah, so not too, yeah, I mean that's obviously that's that's list price, obviously, and nobody pays. Oh list yeah, nobody. Price. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one pays <laughs> list price. No, 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 no. <laughs> Can I just point out as well at the chat room are having a massive discussion 
uh, based all around puddings. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about not aviation. Again. No puddings. <laughs> I tell it. We should do honestly do a food segment on this show. <laughs> right. Okay. Just for the just for the Ooh. chat room. Okay. It's just pretty. Uh, Who's yeah. going to be willing to uh, go out on each of the different airlines and uh, sample their food and bring us back a report? Captain Al. Yeah, he's, he's already done it. To be fair, all right. Yeah, so the next story is uh, that would be you. Uh, oh, it's me. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the next story is on the CNBC website dot com again. So it's uh, Embraer claims its biggest ever jet is profit hunter for airlines. So among the debutantes at the 52nd Paris Air Show is the Embraer E195E2, the newest member of the Brazilian firm's family of regional jets. The plane maker's commercial arm specializes in aircraft that serve regional flights on distances typically less than 2,000 nautical miles. John Slattery, president and CEO of Commercial Aviator Aviation 4, Embraer said Sunday that the biggest plane Embraer has ever built and he expects the airlines will recognize its value. It is very cheap to operate and it's very light and we believe airlines will be able to generate extra revenue and that's why we've called it the Profit Hunter. We've extended it by three rows and improved the range by 600 nautical miles to 2,600, he added. Embraer's E195E2 makes its first international appearance in Paris, uh, decked out in a Golden Eagle livery, as the airline tries to hammer home the message of an efficient profit hunter. Hinting that deals uh, could be imminent, Slattery told CNBC that he expected the firm to add its 70-strong existing customer base, and we're going to introduce new customers to the Embraer E-Jet family. There will be low-cost carriers as well as traditional flag carriers, so we are broadening our operational franchise, Slattery said. Now we have a broad fine, uh, a franchise footprint in continental Europe and North Africa, which account for most of our business. We expect to see sales of around 6,500 units over the next 20 years, Slattery said. The E-2 family of aircraft are powered by Pratt & Whitney's PW1900G and use cockpit technology from Honeywell Aerospace. The E195E2, which can be configured to 144 seats, is expected to enter service in 2019. Embraer are also unveiling the military KC-390 medium transport at the Paris Air Show. Uh, Boeing has agreed to help Embraer with sales support for the aircraft and Portugal is reported to be the first country to buy the military offering. Embraer's John Slattery said sales of the KC-390 are critical as the firm looks to recoup the billions invested. Now this uh, this one nine five e two, Stuart. You said you've uh, you've you've clapped eyes on this. Uh, yeah, yeah. I saw aircraft. a brand new one parked on the um, tarmac at Billund in Denmark um, just a couple of weeks ago. Again, very sexy looking airplane. Uh, it seemed very low to the ground. That was one thing I was thinking. The engine intakes seemed only just a few feet above the ground. Very hmm. very low. Um, but yeah, very sleek, light, and uh, I guess it's someone like Embraer coming along and uh, kind of shaking up the game a bit between Airbus and Boeing, really. That's Bombardier as well now. Uh, Bombardier. Bombardier. Oh, Bombardier. Sorry. Bombardier. <laughs> no, no, you're saying it right. It's just me. I, I, I can't. I, you say Bombardier. It just doesn't sound right. I'm sorry. It's not allowed. It's Bombardier. Uh, well, we are, we're all fans of beer. You see, that's it. Oh, yes. Bomber beer. Yeah. Bomber, yeah so, uh, next story. Um, that would be me. That would yes. be you. Yeah. Okay. 
and uh, yes, yeah, so we're sticking with the uh, CNBC um, as our source for this one. And this is Boeing wins Paris order uh, title as Airbus's Alihi announces retirement. So this is uh, basically the the battle for who wins the most orders at, at the Paris, uh, Paris oh. uh, yeah, yeah. International Air Show, and Boeing has won the order. Uh, battle at the Paris Air Show after Airbus conceded it cannot catch the US plane Ooh. makers tally. Oh dear. As of Thursday morning, Air- <laughs> as of Thursday morning, Airbus had won commitments for a total of 326 aircraft, including firm orders for 144 aircraft worth 18.5 billion dollars and uh, and Mem- memorandums of understanding for 182 aircraft worth 21.2 billion dollars. Boeing, meanwhile, has a Paris order book of 460. Now that, that's huge. 463 when conversions uh, of previous when conversions previous orders upgraded to newer planes are stripped out. Is this a slower show than previous years? Yes, it is. Are we conceding that Boeing sold a few more planes than we did? Yes said Airbus CEO of the commercial customers uh, that's John Leahy in comments reported by Reuters on Thursday much of Boeing's Paris success has come in the form of the launch of their 737 MAX 10 aeroplane uh, the single aisle plane can carry up to 230 passengers and competes with the Airbus A320 Neo family rather nicely Boeing said that it's increasing production of its 737 range with from 42 to 47 planes a month by the end of 2017 and will reach 57 a month by 2020 to meet the demand. Airbus's Leary claimed that um, Boeing's MAX 10 launch was not as impressive as it appeared, benefiting from a high number of airplanes and leasing companies shifting orders to the new plane. Hmm. Yes. Mm. Good news, though. Oh, the, I, I got to see the, uh, the 737 uh, MAX 9 oh. when it was on its way to, uh, to the Paris Air Show last week or maybe the, the week last week yeah 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 because you sent, uh, it, it sent came the pictures and by in, uh, yeah. in work yeah it was absolutely incredible yeah it looks so so good it really does and uh, it got a go a chance to go in it it had all the test equipment you in went it inside and all the... sorry you went inside the aircraft oh yeah 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 yeah, oh, yeah. and it's got all of the uh... so jealous now <laughs> did i not send you pictures of this? you did send me pictures but i didn't think you'd been inside the aircraft owen oh yeah yeah no oh. it was uh, sitting in our hangar and we got to go in and take a look it had all the uh engineering equipment so it had all of the test stations and uh feeding uh, a ridiculous amount of information back to seattle 24 7. um so it, all of these systems were were running even in the hangar um, really so it was it was really really cool to see yeah i mean there was one point where he was saying that at another facility someone had uh had leaned on the tire for a little bit too long and uh one of the engineers got a call from boeing saying what's happening really so, yeah 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 All the this is in a hangar tr- why goodness me Ooh. yeah so they really they do monitor it really really closely and i suppose it's still a, an experimental aircraft yeah so they're a bit um, precious about it yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but <laughs> it had experimental written all over it, oh, but uh, okay, it was a really. very, very cool thing to see. Yeah, and those um, those new uh, Leap One uh, B uh, engines Massive are engines. very, mm. very cool. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're they're quite a fair bit bigger than the than the ones that are on there at the moment on the wow. on the seven three seven NGs. 
um yeah and it was just it was really really cool it's got an extra um door in the middle of it well two extra emergency escapes uh in the middle of it um as well as the two in the overwings and the two at the front and two at the back um so it's a, it's really quite a quite a lot bigger than than the current 737 800s and just slightly bigger than the 737 900s so moving on to the next story this is um australian do you want to take this one still or okay yeah yeah yeah. so oh australian aviation uh dot com dot au um airbus presents a380 plus at paris air show Airbus has presented an updated version of the A380 featuring new fuel-saving winglets in what is the latest initiative to help improve the aircraft's operating economics and perhaps attract new orders for the program. The winglets were on display on one of Airbus's A380 test fleet present at the Paris Air Show, which got underway on Monday. They are part of improvements to the aircraft that Airbus has packaged together and called A380+. Including extending maintenance intervals, aerodynamic changes to the wing, and previously announced cabin enablers <laughs> to add more seats. Airbus That's commercial aircraft head of A380 marketing, Frank Vermeria, Vermeria, yeah, possibly, <laughs> said the A380 market was it's no worse than anything we <laughs> constantly <laughs> moving. Yeah. We've spoken to our existing customers and have received positive feedback on the improvements envisioned for the A380 Plus, Vermeeria said in a statement. We see the improvements in the A380 Plus as a great step to make the A380 even more efficient, ensuring it stays well ahead of the competition while still offering passengers a unique flying experience in the best cabin in the sky. Airbus said the new winglets measuring 4.7 metres in height uh, an uplet of 3.5 metres and a downlet of 1.2 metres would help improve aerodynamics and reduce drag. The A380 wing's overall dimensions would remain within an 80 metre by 80 metre envelope. That's a big wing. Mm. Maintaining the aircraft's compatibility with airport infrastructure. Airbus, uh, further Airbus said the A380 Plus would have longer maintenance check intervals including a reduced 6 year check downtime to help cut maintenance costs and increase the available flying hours of the aircraft. The A380 Plus would also compromise, uh, comprise system improvements derived from the company's A350 program with the latest in-flight entertainment system, new fuel pumps with high-slip induction motors, Ooh. and a new flight management system to be offered. Probably just a computer update. This comes on top of previously announced measures to add up to 80 more seats in the cabin, such as an 11 abreast economy and 9 abreast premium economy on the lower deck. New stairs, the removal of sidewall storage bins on the upper deck, and a combined crew rest compartment. Uh, oh, so flight crew and cabin crew can get together. <laughs> Airbus Chief <laughs> Operating Officer for oh Customers, no. John Leary, <laughs> said the A380 Plus was a new step for our iconic aircraft to best serve worldwide fast-growing traffic and the evolving needs of the A380 customers. I don't know if I can say A380 anymore. No. The A380 Plus <laughs> is an efficient way to offer even better economics and improved operational performance at the same time, Leah said. The A380 is well proven as a solution to increasing congestion at large airports and in offering a unique passenger preferred experience. Airbus has previously outlined a reduction of the A380's production rate to one aircraft a month by 2018. Uh, various order numbers here. Uh, the rate may need to be further reduced if no new orders emerge. Airbus Executive Vice President and Head of Programs Didier Everard told media on the sidelines of the International Air Transport Association. 
It needs orders this year to maintain one a month, Everard said. Wow. So what, basically what they've done, if you look at the picture um, on this website of the this A380 with these uh, winglets on, all they've done is they've basically nicked the uh, scimitar split, split winglets from mm. Boeing and uh, <laughs> stuck them on the, uh, the A380 because they, they are scimitar split winglets that, they, that Boeing use on the, uh, the new 737s and they, I think they've put them on uh, the Mac they've put them on the Max as well mm. yeah um, because that mem- if, I don't know if you remember or if you heard Stuart that, that uh, Airbus were talking about re- possibly doing a uh, A380 Neo yeah it needs um, to be re-engined for re-engined. Emirates to buy them yeah Emirates won't touch them will they and Airbus have said I think they said they're not going to they, they don't want to do it this is their cheap way of remarketing it by uh, sticking on some winglets. <laughs> yeah. um, and the thing about the extension of the maintenance is probably something that they would have got anyway as, as they've been in service for mm. 10 years now. They can they can do that on all the fleet that are out there anyway. Um, they're just trying to market it um, for, other, for other markets. Have you seen the big thing about the Harjis? No. Yeah, so um, the Malaysian ones are now being... Um, they couldn't sell them uh, to the second-hand market. Was it the Singaporean ones? Singaporean ones or Malaysian, Malaysian ones? Malaysian ones, I think it was, yeah. And, uh, and so they're now going to be set up as the Haji movers, so it's moving people around for, for these the Muslim pilgrimages. pilgrimage, yeah. And, uh, I mean, oh. if they can get extra seats in there with these new ones, they might sell them a few more. Um, well, I mean, because nobody has used them at their um, capacity no. of, mm. what is it, 800 and no. something no, no ridiculous has. people on board. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's the problem. I mean, the the idea of them is right. The fact is that uh, you know Gatwick and uh, mm. Lufthansa that there is a shortage of slots, yeah. and so you need to fulfil them. But it's just not happening. No, it's a shame because they've, they've obviously dropped production as well. The Airbus 380s they're not um, producing these as as fast as they were. No. But uh, it is it's literally purely just Emirates, really. <laughs> it was a, and it Emirates was have the said they'll uh, buy them if they re-engine yeah. them. Right. That's, yeah. Mm. Well, there, there's an incentive if ever they needed one. Then, really. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they've sp- they've already spent billions on designing them, and right. that they need to pay off some of that billions before they can do the next. Well, they can do the next phase. Yeah. yeah. So next story, Matt. It's uh, a bit of a, a safety esque story. Or are you ha- ready? Or do you want me to? Yeah, you know, that's <laughs> fine. Okay. Yeah. So this is Airbo- uh, Airbus launches. Is that right? Yes, yes it. I got the, yes, New sorry. fixed. Uh, yes, sorry. It's all right. I just got a big picture of the way. Sorry. Oh, right, just okay. like, sorry. I was, I was loading up the, the, what we were talking about earlier. I was trying to load something. This, I think this is a really good idea. Yeah. What, uh, so this, this is, this is Airbus.com. So this is actually coming from the horse's mouth, as it were. Um, so expect lots of business-related jargon here. Airbus launches new fixed and deployable flight recorders. Okay, that's intriguing. Hmm. Deployable voice and data recovery devices could eventually be offered for the entire range of Airbus commercial aircraft, offering greatly improved location redundancy for data recovery. Airbus is to implement new fixed and deployable flight recorders for Airbus's airliner programs in collaboration with L3 Technologies. The new devices will come into in two versions, a fixed crash protective cockpit voice and data recorder, uh, capable of recording up to 25 hours of voice and flight data on a single recorder and an automatic deployable flight recorder. The new, this new CVDR will be lighter, more compact and will provide new capabilities compared with current generation of recorders, including versatile interfaces. The new CVDR answers the EASA and ICAO requirements to extend the duration of voice recording to 25 hours. Today, the current requirement for a duration uh, of two hours of voice recording. I'm surprised it's that low. 
but anyway um, maybe that's why they're changing it so two of these new CVDRs uh, will be fitted to the shorter range of the A320 airliners this will greatly increase the redundancy for both voice and flight data recovery compared with today's airliner installations which comprise just one flight data recorder plus one separate voice recorder. The other version of the new recording system, the ADFR, is aimed at longer range aircraft with extended flight times over water or remote areas such as the Airbus A321LR, A330, uh, the A350XWB and the A380. The, ADF the ADFR will add a new capability to commercial airliners, uh, the uh, ability to be deployed automatically in case of significant structural deformation or water submersion designed to float the crash protected memory module containing up to 25 hours of recorded cockpit voice and data will be equipped with an integrated emergency locator transmitter to help rescue teams to rapidly locate and recover flight recorders. Charles Champion, the Executive Vice President of Engineering at Airbus Commercial Aircraft said that Airbus together with L3 Technologies and Leonardo um, DRS is very pleased to be leading the commercial aircraft industry in implementing into our aircraft new deployable flight data and 25-hour voice recording capability he added starting with the very long-range A350XWB we look forward to progressively installing these new voice and data recovery devices across our entire product range this is a really good idea I think having yeah. um, I'm know, surprised it's only two hours I, I, I 20, sort of 25 hours no, no, I mean, but, but at the moment, apparently, the only requirement is that it only needs to record two hours. Well, oh, yeah, because they it's expect the crash to yeah, yeah, be uh, yeah, in the last few minutes two or hours, 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I guess, I guess there's been instances where perhaps they've decided that uh, it, they need more data, I guess. Well, yeah, longer in the flight, they can see how the crew have operated and how they've yeah. been in the previous flight if there was the same problem right mm. yeah if there was any glitches from the previous pro so i mean at the moment where, where it's only do where it's only recording two hours is it like essentially the the flight is just recording on, on a, a two-hour loop and yeah. so it's, it's overwriting the previous data yeah on a sort of a cycle and that's been a big problem in previous investigations actually yeah. where they have had a lack of knowledge because it's been a long flight and they really wanted to know what happened at the start Quite of the early flight. On, mm, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it'd be very interesting picture. from a CRMS uh, point of view in that it'll show how the crew have been interacting uh, up until that point. And not only that, but also um, on any ones that are not, uh, not quite so long haul, it'll be very interesting to see how the, the crews... Um, use the SOPs and how, how standardized they actually are between the crews because uh, obviously yeah. it'll be able to record more than uh, one set of crew on yeah, on the aircraft. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, there's a picture of it though and I just want to say it's like everything but the kitchen sink. It's just a white kitchen sink with a bit that falls out. <laughs> yeah. I just hope though it has more batteries than them H370 because yeah. if the batteries had lasted longer yeah, we'd actually might, might know what yeah, might have happened. Yeah. Indeed. So we've uh, got a couple of stories left to bring you. One is uh, one that actually broke earlier before we just before we started the show, and then we do have a top ten at the end. Yeah. But uh, so the story that uh, everyone's been talking about in the chat room this evening, uh, a bit of kind of sad news, really. It's uh, regarding the uh, Thunderbirds display team. This one's on uh, a link actually that uh, Micah uh, posted in the chat room just earlier. It's on the drive.com. 
and um, the uh, head wally, well, the, the, everyone knows the headline, it's uh, one of the F-16s belonging to the Thunderbirds crashes in Dayton, Ohio. So details remain scarce, but a USAF Thunderbirds F-16 has been involved with a mishap while on location in Dayton, Ohio. The aircraft involved was supposedly one of the team's Block 52 F-16Ds, which were are used for uh, media flights, camera ships and as spares and stand-ins for the team's six-ship demonstration. Uh, supposedly the aircraft had landed in a gust of wind, uh, which affected the aircraft in some way, uh, turning it over. Uh, in one of the airport's movement areas. The weather was supposedly very poor at the time of the incident with uh, local CBS affiliate uh, WHIO stating there was heavy rain in the area at the time, uh, rainfall rates in the vicinity exceeding two inches per hour and also strong winds were also said to be present at the time of the crash. Uh, there seems to have been um, a pilot and someone else on board at the time of the crash. The reports are conflicting at this time, the story says, as to condition and whether they have not been, whether they were trapped inside the aircraft. Uh, the crash comes just over a year after another Thunderbird F-16C crashed just before landing in Colorado Springs, Colorado, uh, and less than two days after another F-16 crashed during takeoff at Ellington Field in Texas. Both incidents saw the pilot eject safely. In the case of the Ellington Field incident, the Block 52 F-16C remained almost totally intact, sitting off the runway. Um, so there's uh, at the bottom of this story, there are some updates which have been posted on here uh, at Pacific Standard Time, and uh, just a little sort of the latest two updates really. One was at 11:30 a.m. Uh, PST there that which said that they're cutting away the canopy to get the pilot out according to an on-site source at this time it seems that they are in fair condition and working with the responders to exit the stricken jet uh, another update the last one on this uh, site at 11:43 a.m. Uh, says that Dayton Daily News reported that the second occupant had been removed from the F-16 uh, which is great news and they're just awaiting updates on their conditions uh, the Thunderbirds say this was a familiarization flight, so no guests were on board. Uh, as we've been doing the story, Matt's been putting the pictures on the uh, the YouTube. Yeah, I mean they're there. not very good quality, but they do at least give you an indication as to the severity of what sort of happened. Really, I mean it's just yeah, sad uh, because we saw these guys obviously in action at we Pittsburgh. Did, yeah, Pittsburgh, yeah, uh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, but the guys yeah. put a fantastic display. So it's, it's sad. but at least it seems as though the pilots. Mm are both yeah, uh, no, both seriously hurt as yeah. it were which is uh, uh, got to be a good thing but we'll say the weather does look incredibly unpleasant not very nice moist. there at all moist yeah well you can just turn it over refuel it and uh, go again to yeah it'll be fine yeah, yeah nobody'll notice yeah <laughs> so the last the last <laughs> yeah. uh, bit we have for the news this week we have got uh, obviously we're famous for our top 10s on the show uh, this is actually a top 100, but I thought uh, Matt would probably pull his I hair, I probably would have a meltdown, to be fair. And <laughs> everything <laughs> else out if we'd done a yeah. top 100 on the show. Absolutely. So we've, we've narrowed so. it down to our usual top 10. Yeah. Uh, this is the Skytrax World Airline Awards top 10. <laughs> uh, at the World Airline Awards held in, at the Paris Air Show on the 20th of June this uh, year, Skytrax announced the world's top 100 airlines as voted by airline customers around the world. The awards described as the Oscars of the aviation industry are the most coveted quality accolades for the world airline industry and global benchmark of airline excellence. So we're going to start, as we always do, at number 10. So in at... 
Number 10, it's Guada Indonesia. Uh, Stuart, please, in at number 9. Number 9, it's Hainan Airlines. Owen, please, number 8. Number 8 is Etihad Airways. Uh, Carlos, it's new in at number 7. It's the German airline Lufthansa. Uh, number 6, please. Taiwan Airlines, Eva Air. And we're into the top five. Owen, please. Number five is Cafe Pacific. New in at number four. They used to be number one, but they're number four. It's Emirates. Oh, dear. It's slipping down to third place there. Number three. And air, old Nippon Airways. <laughs> I like the pronunciation. Very good. It's a new entry at number two, please, Owen. Number two is Singapore Airlines. And finally, it's top of the charts. It is at the very, very top. It is number one. They were number two last year, but they're number one. It's the world famous, everyone loves to pronounce it correctly, Qatar, Qatar, Qatar. Qatar. Croissants. <laughs> yeah, croissants, yeah. Cheese Let's on toast. Croissants. We like food. We'll it's go with Qatar yeah. Airways. <laughs> number one, the world's top 100 airlines there, as uh, voted yeah, for. But only them. number 10, because Matt oh, yeah. would have had really <laughs> cried if, if we did that. Just, just to let you all know, you're, you're probably all asking yourselves, who was the 100th? Oh, yes. And yeah, yeah. Uh, that's actually um, given to Aeromexico. Who? Who were uh, the 100th. <laughs> and I'm just trying to find where um, where our favourite airlines in the UK are in here. Oh, um, number 76 is a harp. Oh, harp jet number 76. Oh, and Never Air, the okay. famous ne- BA. NevTech Airways, they, yes. they made it to, to number 40. Okay. Sorry, Nev. Ooh. Sorry. Uh, and they, but they did beat EasyJet, who were 41. 41. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's a, a Oh, Virgin sport. Atlantic nipped there in 33. Oh, oh really? They yeah, done, oh, done well. Yeah. I'm just trying to find where Acme what, is. What's the uh, highest oh, place? Oh, Acme, UK 31. Oh, okay, yeah. What's the highest place UK, UK airline? airline. Um, yeah. That would be oh, blimey! Oh, I'm dear. scrolling down Possibly the list. I think it is Virgin yeah, Atlantic. Virgin, Virgin, yeah, Virgin uh, Atlantic at 33. Yeah, it does look uh, that way. I can't yeah. believe the Garuda Indonesians there at number 10. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do you, I, I, I don't even know if they still have the international standard to fly. Is this one of these things where maybe significant sums of money have passed hands? Actually, Steve yeah. Vicious' favourite airline, Tiger Air, they're um, in 90th place. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. With good reason, I fear. Uh, yeah. how, how could Air Malta be 93rd? Well, Carlos, oh, they, um, should, they should be <laughs> in How a, many times have you flown with them? Um, a few times, Owen. Oh, you um, have? Oh, okay. yeah, just a few times. Um, <laughs> they should have been in in the, the top two. Yes, isn't that isn't that the airline that was giving you a, like a free massage or something silly? Is that uh, Air Malta? No, I forget which one that was. Now yeah. we've done the story. The uh, other uh, one, last week they had, um, or two weeks ago, they had something about a balcony um, livery that one that they were going to paint on their on their uh, air, on the sides of the aircraft. Yeah. Mm. I don't, I don't know. I don't Are know. Qatar Airways going to stay number one though with all their current troubles? They may not be flying mm, to all true. destinations soon. Yeah. Troubles? Troubles? There may be trouble. They've had their airspace closed off. Oh, yeah, they have. Yeah. 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 Yeah, oh, big, big oh right, oh, right. Not not to do with the airline themselves, but more no, no, it's political, all politically yeah. sort of rubbish and stuff like Them that. And the Although um, with with uh, BA Captain Crew striking um, sometime in the near future, their uh, BA are looking at wet leasing Qatar's aircraft. Yeah, um, okay. What, what, so while while they're grounded, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and bring them over to the UK uh, and getting them to fly the the 
the BA routes. Yeah, because it's the Qatar regional route, yeah. isn't it? It's the A320 <laughs> regional, so if they're not doing yeah. any business back home and we're short, then yeah, bring why them not? over here. Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently, Owen, um, uh, Glenn Taylor says that you need a decorator. Oh, I need a decorator. Yeah, what's? Yeah, I I was, I've been looking at those screws. dots. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a few, there's yeah. a few holes in the wall and stuff. Behind yeah, well, you. yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not too fussed to be honest don't, with you. Don't. Oh, but bye, Liz. By the way, Liz, bye, yes. Liz, is, Liz is now off. Uh, apparently, I think uh, so, she's got to go. Bye, Liz. Yeah, indeed. Bye, Liz. We're bye, going Liz. to, uh, we're going to move on now. If that's all right with everybody. Yeah, that's fine. And yeah. I think what we'll do is we're going to welcome our house trained pilot. Uh, who is going to uh, discuss? Not not you. It's all right. Don't panic. I was going to say I'm <laughs> not. You're train. coming up yeah. later. <laughs> yeah, 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 your bit's coming later. Yeah. So it's time to talk safety then with the man that is the king of safe jets. Let's welcome, please, the legend that is Pilot Pip with a very special video episode. Mm. Plane safety from the flight deck with Pilot Pip. Hi everybody, Pip here with a special video segment. I just planned this like two seconds ago, so I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. But I'm here at Cywell Aerodrome uh, in Northamptonshire for my monthly uh, greasy breakfast meeting with my good friend over here. Can I turn the camera around? Ah, damn it, I can't. With uh, Captain Mike, 737 Captain Mike. What you heard from him, there we go. He did a segment for us a couple of weeks back. And uh, if you can hear that noise in the background, I don't know if you can pick this up, have a listen, turn the camera around. That is the sound of a Spitfire. It's just burst into life. We arrived here a little while ago. Oh, look, there's the Blades aerobatic team down here. In that extra, I don't know what that is. What's that, Mike? Extra 300? Probably, yeah. Extra 300. These guys. Um, an aerobatic team, they're always over my house practicing. They seem to use my house as a sort of reference point for doing their stuff, so they're just taxiing out. But anyway, we arrived here and uh, that beautiful Spitfire, you can't quite see it, was out there, including the famous woman herself who runs and flies that thing, Caroline Grace. Uh, she's She was down there, I was going to pop over and say hi, but I didn't want to interrupt her at work. Um, here, look, this is Cywell Aerodrome. All sorts of stuff goes on here at Cywell. They've got uh, the blades, they've got police helicopters here, they've got air taxi companies. What else goes on here at Cywell? That's about it, I think, really. Mm. A lot of servicing work. A lot of servicing work, lots of GA stuff. Really nice little airfield, does a good breakfast as well. You can see the remains of it there. Well, let's see if uh, this Spitfire takes off. We'll come back to you in a second. Hey, let's see if we can zoom in on this. All right, Spitty, there it is, look at this. Twin seat uh, Spitfire Mark. I don't know, I have no idea what mark it is. Oh, it's a Mark 9, Mike says. Oh, yeah, look, there's the poster. Spitfire. Now, you, if you want, dear listeners, you can have a go in the Spitfire for yourself. If you contact Matt and Carlos, they will uh, pay for you to go and have a 20 minute spin, and it's only £2,000 for a 20 minute ride in that beauty. So get your wallet out, uh, Carlos, because I want to go as well. Alright, I'll come back to it in a second. Let's see if it's going to take off. Hopefully it will. So here's the Spitfire. I don't know if you can quite see it there in the background. Rolling down. There it is. Now, I don't know if that's Caroline Grace herself at the wheel or if it's one of her able pilots. Very nice. 
And Mike, you were saying there's only how many of those twin seat things in the world? Whoa, whoa, that was a bit close up. Extreme <laughs> close up. Whoa, whoa. Apparently 13, I think. 13 um, of them. Six of which are flying. Six flying. Hmm. Yeah. There's the blades are all coming out now. There's three of them down there. Let's see if we can uh, see that Spitfire where it's gone. Quite a low cloud base today, a little bit windy which kind of makes a nice change from the sweltering heat we've had the last few days. And I don't know what runway it is they took off on, it's a southerly-esque facing runway, 2-1 or something like that. Right, let's go over here, see if we can find them underneath the clouds. Oh yeah, they're, they're in the distance somewhere. I don't think the camera quite picks it up. Really nice, that is. Uh, us again, here's a little viewer competition for you. If anyone can work out and tell us what that thing is that that Jeep is dragging behind, you could win. You could win a flight in a Spitfire if you can work out what that is, because we don't know. We're thinking, is it some sort of friction measurement thing? No, I don't think so. Is it like a big broom for sweeping stuff off the runway? Mm, don't think so either. Don't know what that is. Anyone got any ideas? Oh, don't hear that chieftain. It can't be a broom because it's just deposited a whole load of crap on the taxiway there. Very strange. Spitfire taxiing back in. Some lucky devil's £2,000 borer after 20 minutes. Lovely airplane. A little bit windy here today, you can see from the trees. I wonder what sort of limitations the Spitfire has on crosswinds and I expect she takes great care of that and doesn't want to take any risks of it nosing over or being blown over in the wind. What a lovely looking machine, eh? Let's go over here. Taxis in past behind the, the blades in the extra 300s. I'll take some, uh, take some video from down there in a second as well. day out. There we go, that guy looks very happy in the back there. Who's the punter? The guy in the back or the guy in the front?
video segments, eh? I know. He's getting a bit posh, isn't he? Posh, isn't he? Absolutely. Yes, thank you very much for that, Pip. Very kind of you as well. And uh, it's nice to always see a Spitfire, I think, and hear one. Yeah, yeah. you can't beat the noises. It's such a dis- distinctive noise, the sound of the yeah. uh, of, 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 a, of Spitfire firing it up and mm. sort of, oh, it's just great noise, isn't it? It's Indeed. great. So don't but forget, you can uh, you can go over and uh, find Pip over at the Plane Safety Podcast, uh, where he's just released a brand new episode. He has. Yes, and it's not being horrible about the fact he wasn't a Pittsburgh. Not at all. It's also no. nice, no. absolutely. But I thought he just clarified in that video. I can just ask you guys for a flight in that Spitfire, and you would be accommodating. Yeah, we're we're in a, we're in a um. process of saving up for that. Um, um, I've, I've I managed to find twenty pence this morning. Okay, well, well so done, you. Yes, yeah. Um, Matt's Matt's managed to get a couple of quid out. So yeah, yeah. well, I can say yeah, yeah, <laughs> Carl, we, yeah. I should just say that Carlos has just lost his job, and yeah. and, and I'm, I'm on minimum wage. I'm unemployed so. from next yeah. Friday. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe um, not this month. Mm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, seriously, Pip, thank you. That was a great little... Uh, yes, thank uh, you, Pip. Very, uh, like the very sort of spontaneous, very sort of impromptu, but no, re- really good. Well so done. So you're going to say, um, Stuart? Oh, well, just, I was concerned. That was the Spitfire that just crashed at Cywell, um earlier this week. There was a wheels-up landing in a Spitfire, but we've just looked at the photos, and I mm. guess it must be one of their sister planes. Yeah. Um, but it was at Cywell this last week. One had a wheels-up landing there. Oh. Yeah, I think Richard King's put in the chat room that a two-seater had a gear collapse in the UK last week, but got flying again within a week. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's, that's pretty impressive. So, uh, Richard King's asking a trivia question, by oh, the way. Why, why does the P-51 Mustang whistle in flight and the Spitfire That doesn't? is to do with the air, air intakes. intakes yeah, the air intakes and the P-51 Mustang. When oh. it goes into a deep dive, right. the air flows over the air intakes and it creates... It's a bit like doing the, you know... Thing yeah, yeah, yeah. With the grunt, yeah. You know, and it does the noise, so there we go. Yeah. Thank you, Where Thank you Jennifer. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I will, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Oh, yes, Otherwise, indeed. I'll be out me. Yeah proverbial yeah and so anyway moving on we have got uh, obviously our latest uh, latest and very warm uh, welcome addition to the PTUK uh, crew Neville Bounds has sent us in uh, another fantastic mm. uh, passenger experience segment yep. for the show so uh, if you're ready Matt yep. we're uh, gonna play that for you right now hello everyone Nev here again and welcome to the second episode of Nev's passenger experience This clip was recorded when I was in the beautiful island of Santorini in Greece with my industry colleagues and I was talking to our host Neil and he does a lot of travelling around the world both for business and pleasure and he's a big uh, British Airways customer and other airlines as well and we started talking about the level of service that we're experiencing on some of these airlines and unfortunately it's another sad story. So I first asked Neil uh, who he flies with most of all. Well, I travel mainly with BA, and I've had some really quite unfortunate incidents uh, recently. Uh, Obviously, like uh, a number of people, I was caught up uh, with the uh, delays that the computer snag, if we call it a snag, uh, and what occurred then. Uh, Fortunately, they were brave enough to uh, give us compensation very quickly and extended my silver card another two years however for me this is just kind of papering over the cracks of, of a declining airline we very very fortunately uh, were placed on a Qatar Airlines flight uh, from Doha instead of the uh, BA flight uh, from from Dubai we were in business class and the quality on Qatar was just far far above the the, the service and the conditions now that you get on BA it's very tired 
staff are pretty demotivated and you just don't get the level of service that you would expect, having paid quite a lot of money uh, to, to actually fly with them. Do you think that the problem that they've got is that in some cases they're trying to replicate the low-cost model that EasyJet and Ryanair have got, but they've, they've, they've not really understood how that model works? Well, I think they've almost surpassed themselves in the replication of that model because uh, uh, I think the, the service that you get from EasyJet now actually surpasses what you get from British Airways. Uh, the experience that we had coming to Santorini when it took two and a half hours to get the trolley from the front uh, to the back. Uh, and on my count, I reckon that there were probably about 130 passengers in economy. And to serve that, those people with one trolley with two people, uh, having to cope with the transactions of you know, credit card transactions while you're doing it, it's, it's, to me, it was just absolutely outrageous. And uh, certainly you would have got far better and far quicker service on, a, on an easy jet flight. I remember we were talking about this the other night as well, that if BA decided to put 30 quid on the cost of an economy ticket, but actually uh, the food was free, in inverted commas, at least people would get served promptly, wouldn't they? I, I think so. I, think, I don't think people, certainly in economy, don't expect to have that much food. Uh, they, they, they've come to, come to know that uh, what they get with BA, certainly in economy, is, is, is not that luxurious. It's pretty basic, uh, but it's free and it's quick, and, and it kind of fills a gap. Uh, and to, to have to wait for two and a half hours, and certainly the people behind us uh, didn't get any food because uh, there wasn't any food left by the time they got there, so they'd underestimated that as well. And, and I think you know, it's, it's, it shouldn't be news to them to know how many passengers are flying, so that they should staff it accordingly, and, and they should actually have enough food on there to make sure that everybody at least gets fed. I was talking to a few people uh, around the pool here earlier on and they were saying how fantastic the customer service was from the hotel and I think they, they, these guys really do understand the meaning of hospitality. I'm just wondering if the airlines have got to wake up a little bit now. Well, I, th I think they do have to wake up and the, and the thing is, not only is the service pretty appalling now, but the, the attitude of the staff is, is appalling. And I had an incident uh, again on the Santorini flight uh, with one of the stewardesses who, who was quite insulting towards me and I've been asked by, by the manager of the flight to now put in a report, which I will do, and even the passengers sitting in the row in, in front of us, who I don't know, were sympathising with me because they, they said that what she said was just so, so poor and in such bad taste that, that I'm, I'm the customer and I think they've lost sight of that. Well, I, th I think, uh, actually, she did check with the manifest a bit later, and I think she was uh, a little bit worried about that, and obviously she could see me talking to the, you know, the manager of the flight, and I think she was obviously quite concerned, but, but uh, again, allegedly, she was quite rude to another passenger as well. So, you know, if that's the level of service they, they think is acceptable, to, to me, it's totally unacceptable, and it does make you wonder why you actually use the airline. Perhaps you know, next time you're going to the Middle East, you, you might rethink about um, what airline you're going to choose to do that with. Well, I think uh, now, now that they've extended my silver card for, for two more years, uh, there's, there's no reason why I should fly with BA at, at all if I, if I go to the Middle East uh, shortly. Uh, and so I will definitely use another airline because the experience I had with Qatar, and I understand it's very similar with people like Etihad and with Emirates, I would definitely, definitely not choose BA again. What a shame, isn't it? But uh, anyway, superb. Thanks very much, Neil, for talking to us, uh, Neil. And uh, thank you for arranging such a superb trip as well. Pleasure as always, Nev.
Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. There we go. And that, uh, well, sterling work, as always, from uh, Mr. Neville Bounds. Yeah, absolutely. As I say, this is really turning into, for me especially, as, as you know, someone who hasn't done much flying and stuff, it's been, it is genuinely fascinating to sort of hear yeah. a little bit more uh, from the other side of, you know, those who are doing it on a regular basis and how the industry is changing. It's, it's really fascinating. Now, I spoke to Neville this yeah. morning. And uh, Neville's got, uh, I think he's got 14, I Something think, of like these yeah, lined up. So we've got a great little segment. Uh, great little bits yeah. and pieces to come in the coming weeks. Absolutely. And obviously, um, Neville will be uh, more prominent on the show yeah. each week with us as a uh, host. I should just yeah. say, it's all right oh. for this lot here. They're, you know they're busy showing up bottles of uh, beer every time uh, they have a sort of sup of something or other else, which is just annoying, frankly. <sighs> Poor old me look here with his little... <laughs> <laughs> but I am in one... I have got, you know, my new fancy... Uh, branded plain talking uk mug, mugs look so it's uh, yeah i'm on the coffee available for mail order, are they? they are available <laughs> for mail order if you want one actually yes they're uh, 16 pounds each if you'd like one but, uh, yes absolutely and, yeah that's that's 400 pound delivery from royal mail yeah. um, <laughs> you really do have it in for the royal mail today, I know. don't you <laughs> but uh, uh, no but thank you very much for that nevis very kind of you I'm surprised uh, yes. he was uh, happy to broadcast something that was bad mouthing BA though. You know, no, uh, uh, <laughs> I think he's a realist at the end real, of the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, he's. Uh, you know, to, to be fair, I think uh, Nev's got. You know, he has got pretty much at like a sixty or seventy percent share in yeah. BA, so he could say pretty much <laughs> what he wants. Um, <laughs> Uh, but no, thanks again for that, Nev. Well done, and we'll yep. uh, hopefully have you on uh, next week on yep, the show. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I the have to say, when I flew with uh, BA City Flyer um, about a month ago, they were absolutely fantastic. And I had, well, there was no extra charges for the food. Uh, food is beautiful, and uh, came out free. What do you want? And uh, I think I had a chicken salad uh, and. A chocolate brownie for dessert, maybe? Oh, hello. It was amazing. <laughs> really, really good. But I think City and those, Flyer... Uh, Embraer 190s are really comfortable. Yeah. I think City yeah. Flyer are a completely separate oper- operation, really, apart from the BA bit at the beginning. Right. Uh, is, is it, oh, are they? Flown under franchise it's type under, thing. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying oh. to remember what they were called before. I think they were... Were they... No, they weren't Go. They were... Oh, yeah, oh, right. Before they became the BA Right, City. sort of like affiliated to British and Airways. Uh, okay. Okay. Oh, you see... Carlos yeah. will Google it in a minute. It's fine. He's oh, yeah, <laughs> he seems a bit busy. City Flyer is a separate company in reality. Okay. Yeah. There we are. So I'm just typing away in the chat room. Are you? Very right. sorry. Okay. Um, you know. So moving out, moving on. <laughs> yeah, from nice that of you then. to join us. So, yes, I know. I'm trying to keep the chat room Welcome amused. Back, Carlos. I'm yes. trying, <laughs> trying, trying to draw the chat room away from talking about food. Right. Okay. Good luck with that. That's never going to happen. Yeah. That's never. Yeah. Happen. I know. So uh, so as you uh, as you all know, guys and girls, we do have uh, we do have obviously Stuart in the chat or in the chat room, in the studio with us. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, he's okay. in the chat room as well. To be yeah. fair, but uh, we, we do have Stuart in the studio with us uh, this week. He is. Uh, He's obviously he's he's been my CFI. He's also mm. been uh, he's flew he's flew the uh, the parachute the Cessna yep. two eight caravan. I basically um, the last eight years of me working at Lambert's uh, in Beckles there. I basically had him dive bombing our yard <laughs> for eight years constantly, yeah. about fifteen thousand times a day. I've never I swear you beat those parachutists down. Yeah, it's yeah. the objection. It's, uh, it's objection the music. That. It's the music he has on his iPlayer when he's flying. It's right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Incoming, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So uh, again, uh, Stuart, thanks for joining us in 
the uh, in in the studio this evening, and uh, well, I mean, you know, we last spoke to you at Seething last year, yeah, at the air show, and you were kind of you were just you know doing your thing, flying the, the caravan, floating and stuff, around, and the floating caravan. around, yeah. yeah. So hence I brought so the hat in as well. Yeah, I know right. the, the caravan <laughs> hat, very nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so. Well, yeah, where, what, well, how, what's happened there since been last year? There's there been, been some developments, developments haven't there? there? In the world of Stuart. In the world of Stuart. I've kind yeah. of ruined it by just writing in the forum. Oh, <laughs> right. oh, <laughs> every, everyone knows that he flies for Baby Airlines. <laughs> yes, okay. Yes, uh, Baby Airlines I'll be starting with in August. Wow. Yes. I mean, I, I mean, you, you've been, I mean, you've been sort of looking for for something a bit more sort of what I call general i suppose for for quite a long time I I mean, it's been a, a long time coming hasn't it i must admit i was a bit upset though with myself the last couple of years because i just got kind of comfortable where i was yeah um and it's only last year when i started seeing lots of my friends getting other jobs i was like yeah. wow they've all got lower hours than me yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely <laughs> so then i um i yeah i just i actually said to my my current company i don't okay. know if i can say yeah. that um <laughs> that i'm leaving in august uh, in april and I set myself a deadline. I was leaving, and then I, then once I forced myself to do that, then I started proactively yep. job hunting. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and fortunately, I've already got an offer. Wow! So 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 what? I mean, obviously, the these things are very different to like the caravan, obviously that we're very familiar with you flying around. Oh with. yeah. What's yeah. the work involved in sort of? I mean, I, is it? Is it? It's not. It's not really a type rating, is it? I mean, it's. Well, I will be commencing. Yeah, my type yeah. rating training in August. Yeah. Okay. Um, for me, it will be quite different. I mean, I've done a type rating as such. It's a class rating in a Cessna caravan, okay. but yeah, a type rating is a very intensive mm. course. It'll be my first one, so I can't really tell you too much. Um, no, no, no. There's, I don't know about. I don't know. Fifty hours in the sim, followed by uh, thirty minutes when you do six real touch and touch and goes in the aircraft as your base training. Wow. And then you're let loose on the airline. But then you fly with a training captain for okay. 50 to 100 routes. Wow. And then once you've accomplished those and they're happy, then you're let loose on the live line. So Pip's asking the chat room a question. One of the first questions in the chat room for you, Stuart. Uh, he's asked, where will you be based? And are you going to be flying the Embraer 145? A firm, um, the Embraer 145 and 135. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a pretty much similar type rating. And uh, Bristol will be my initial base. Oh, wow. Wow. So it's a few miles from where we are here. On, yeah. On the absolutely. east of Anglia. Yes. Yeah. But the restaurant will still be open. Thank goodness Don't for that. Don't worry. <laughs> 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 oh, what a relief. Question, huh? But I'll be commuting back at the weekends. Well, on my three days off kind of thing. Oh, good. So Richard King has asked, uh, Stuart, do you fly mainly at weekends and on bank holidays slowing up all the traffic? How <laughs> rude. Is that quite what he means? No, no, I'll be, dri I'll be no, driving in my Jag in the middle of the night on yeah. the M25. Yeah. Um, I think it's a reference to the caravan. Oh, the caravan. Uh, yeah, 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 I think. Oh, the caravan. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, does he fly airways routes? <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah, know. At the Bannum, the, the Cessna caravan at Beckles can often hold up the airways at Bannum. Well, but hold get, me, get it's held way. me up in the past. Yeah, I don't know about anyone else. <laughs> How is that possible when 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 the person who usually flies it is your instructor? How does that? That's work? When, that's what I think. That's the last time I the, the one of the or one of the first times I was solo actually, and that yeah. was um, that was Stuart's fault. I was stuck. <gasps> Um, orbiting over <laughs> the coast, orbiting over Pakefield. the coast. You make it sound like you're sort of 300 <laughs> miles in the air. Oh, no, that's orbiting that's the what it's called. Still yeah. back me up on this. Yeah, okay. yeah. Orbiting, yeah, holding, yeah. Yeah. holding, holding. Yeah, holding. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, a, a lot of pilots. Stuart, and yeah. uh, it comes from Pip. 
Uh, Just how no, hopeless is Carlos at play? Oh, now there's a yeah, question. Yeah, no, I did snigger when I saw that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to mention that question. Yeah, now, you see, now we were trying Thanks to... bring it up, Owen. Yeah, yeah, so we, we were trying to draw him on this I don't know about we bringing were, it up. Yeah. Pip's going to bring something up soon. <laughs> Indeed, absolutely. So, come on, Ed. Come on, d- spill the beans. How, how is he doing? Is uh, I mean, obviously, I know he's, he's, he's not on had hold a few hours. He's on, on hold at the minute. He's, he's still orbiting, I'm afraid. Well, yes. well, we haven't flown for so long have we I know, we've we had the issue of Beckles actually losing yeah. their licence with yeah. regards to training yeah um, but uh, I, I know last time we spoke you were sort of badgering him to get on with it get on with it and which I did and then then the club lost its bloody licence and then that was all yeah but they should be getting it back just a little sideline there oh, uh, promote okay. Beckles um, okay. but, but yeah I'm, no your flying was fine um, you, you know we were sending you solo um, yeah. you were navigating yeah. Um, it's for uh, everyone progresses in different ways, and yeah. There we go. Pip, There's no, so no, I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to big him up too much, and no, I'm not going to no, knock no, him down no. too much. Uh, <laughs> please, please do not feed the ego. <laughs> it's bad enough as it is. My, he's goodness. obviously passionate about aviation. Obviously yes, he wouldn't he be broadcasting this show, and uh, and he shows it when we fly. Yeah. Yeah, you no. do. You, I mean, I will say, I will say this for you, Carlos. I've never met anybody who has such an unhealthy obsession of aircraft. It is unnerving frankly it's just like I mean like every gadget that you ever buy has some kind of aviation related thing yeah, I, I did drive not so long ago like four hours or something four and a half hours to go and see Adrian Meacham to yeah. fly with, with Adrian you know that was, that's the you were, dedication yeah. but, yeah, uh, but no yeah. uh, I'd love, love to come see you again Adrian <laughs> <laughs> you're um, yes you're, you're lovely are you talking to Adrian there or are you talking to the plane yeah. oh well <laughs> Actually, no, because we, we didn't actually get to fly Adrian's uh, 150 oh, right. at the time. No, oh, yeah, Because that yeah, was, yeah. That was right. US with a radio. Mm. But, um, no, he's got it back. He was actually flying in last weekend in, okay. in, um, in Shady Lady, his aircraft. So, uh, <laughs> hopefully, I'll, beans I'll be... Have, I'll have lots of time lots of on my hands yeah, at the end of, this, end of this month I might, yeah. might have, a, have a trot across Gemma is not going to allow you to do anything fun until you've got a new job you realise yeah. that don't you oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's why we need yeah. to find you a new job that covers both yeah, yeah, uh, job with aviation. Yeah, again. exactly. You should just come and work for Harpjet. Um, yeah, now, now you see. Now, now look. Now I have an <laughs> issue with this because anybody who's spent a little bit of time with Carlos will know what I'm about to say here. And I, Owen, I'm sure you can back me up on this. Can you imagine Carlos doing some kind of service? when it comes to dealing with the public and their needs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> or you could work for Swissport and throw bags all day long. Well, oh, I right. can do that. Yeah, yeah, We've seen the videos yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really good at. yeah, he'll destroy them like any expert ever can. It'll be absolutely... So another question from uh, Pips Stuart, uh, yeah. in the chat room. Uh, will you keep your uh, FI rating? rating? I'm, I'm hoping to. Uh, what so BMI policy what on flight external work oh, okay. isn't so friendly, but I'm hoping I can uh, conquer that. I'm also still hoping to help out parachute flying, possibly on PPL privileges if it's covered, because yeah. um, they also need me. I'm training up a new chap to fly the Cessna Caravan at Beckles now. Uh, and yeah, I'm also actually considering doing the examiner rating um, shortly as well, once I get a few. I need for the fif- I only know uh, for instructing in general, I only need right. 50 more hours of instructing and I can apply for examiner rating. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. oh very good. You can get me through my PPL, so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's 50 hours for you right there. Answers yeah, on an email yeah, to yeah. Stuart. Yeah. Uh, Lane Street has, uh, has asked Stuart, uh, was all of your uh, 208 uh, caravan flying para drops? 
Pretty much, yes. <laughs> um, I've obviously done a lot of repositioning flights and uh, uh, back and forth from maintenance. That's the common one. Um, I did do a brief weeks, well, only a few days flying in, in Suzy Air in a 208, um, just around for work experience in uh, Indonesia. Wow. Uh, where else did I do 208 flying? Yeah, actually, Lane has actually asked as well, have you ever flown uh, one of those on floats? No. Um, no. Would you like I to? Would, I would very much yeah. like to. I've just met a chap when I was doing the caravan training course this last week, actually. It's what he does, uh, flying uh, caravans on floats, so might be an opportunity in the future. Because you've, mm. been, you've been flying in the last few weeks. You've been flying in Denmark and stuff. What's that been like, flying mm. you know, in, in their airspace as opposed to the usual that you're used to here? Uh, well, it's in a foreign language. Um, meant to be in English, but they all speak Danish. Um, <sighs> and what really didn't help was that I had a radio PTT button that wasn't working properly. Oh. So trying to speak clear, concise English on D- Danish frequencies wasn't that easy. And it was a busy drop zone with a military and a civil civil airspace above it as well. So you're doing the power drops there as well while you're in... Yeah. In de- oh, yeah. right, okay. So I was just freelance. Oh. For, um, and their pilot, uh, their plane was a UK-registered one. So I was flying it to the maintenance base in the UK for them, and then back, and then did some parachute dropping there. Yeah. Wow, what a busy, what a <laughs> busy yeah, life! It's crazy, yeah, yeah. isn't it? I was uh, actually dropping the Danish military. Uh, yeah, they were doing static line training. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Tony S. Cool. In the chat room, uh, Stuart has asked, uh, with the hours that you've got, which looking by the the this book that's laying to my <laughs> left hand side here, uh, and your vast experience, did you try and get into a mainline carrier? Um. Well, yeah, eventually I'd like to. Um, yeah, it's not that easy. You need to have 500 hours on a multi-crew aircraft and hours on a on a large type for most of the mainline guys. Mm. Or or pay for a type rating. Or pay, yeah. Look, mm. Looking forward, though, Stuart, to the, to the future now, when you've got your the, you know, the million hours in the book and stuff, is there any airline you'd like to possibly fly for? Um. Given the ch- uh, UK airline, let's just say, obviously because you're in the UK. Well, I don't want to, you know, ruin my chances <laughs> already. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, he'll pimp himself out to whoever it is that will take him. Obviously, yeah. all, all the CEOs watch the, the show, oh, yes, so yes, they yes. are. Yeah. Uh, do they? Right. Um, it's, it's good promotion for you. Is it? I don't know. Um, obviously, always used to think the dream was BA. Um, I'm now not so sure. I don't know if yeah. I want to be in a seniority-based, waiting 10 years for a command airline. Um, mm. I really thought I wanted to be an Aer Lingus up till until I didn't get the <laughs> job. Um, but uh, no, even... That, and then I've heard, you know, I don't know if I really want to fly long haul on an A320. Um, and then the end, and I have been questioning myself recently, do I want to fly long haul in the future? I've always thought I want to go to those exotic destinations, but a lot of the guys who work in long haul say you fly long haul for five years, it takes mm. ten years off your life. Just mm. the, the, the uncomfortable... Really? Kind of the, the circadian rhythm. The best person to ask doing. about that would be Nick. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Captain Nick. because yeah, he's only thirty-five, but he looks about seventy. He, doesn't he, he I mean, is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh, yeah, he was twenty-one a few weeks ago. But, Sorry, uh, Nick. Love Nick, you, really. Uh, Nick, Nick does a lot of long haul. Yeah, he uh, does. Captain Nick, because you, you've met Captain Nick, haven't you? Yeah, have I? yeah. Mm. yeah. He flies for Acme Red. Yeah, and, he, and oh. they came to the, the Christmas yeah. show. They came came for yes. uh, for munchies before we yeah. started. Uh, yeah. A uh, uh, question from uh, Richard King, and uh, we sort of touched on on this earlier in oh, the well show. I like this. Uh, question. They're saying, uh, do, do you beat the Paris to the ground, or do you have to hold to ensure they're all on the ground first? I mean, what's what's the ideal? I suppose it depends on the drop zone and the operation. Sometimes okay. they land in different areas, um, and some well in bad weather days. Not that we ever drop in bad weather days. I no. should clarify, but if bad yeah. weather suddenly sneaked in after yeah. the drop 
Yeah. I'm on camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Sometimes I have had to hold off in uh, in, yeah. in IFR conditions. Obviously, we can't see the canopies. Yeah. But normally, I can't always beat all of the jumpers because there's 14 to 17 sometimes in the back in the grand yeah. caravan. Um, so the first ones will often get down before me, and the camera guys as well. They will they race they will down because they yeah. need to pick up their cameras to film the next one. Yeah. For the listeners, then, Stuart, what's the difference between the Grand Caravan and the uh, the usual standard Cessna two hundred eight caravan? Yeah. So the two eight and the two eight B. Well, with the ones that I've been flying, I haven't flown. There's a new the Grand EX with um, the larger engine, um, but the they're actually the one the relatively older ones the 28 and 28b are both the same size engine so it's quite strange really a massive airframe with an extra few hundred pounds of fuselage on it um, takes an extra three people uh, but it only has the same engine as the short one that I like to fly uh, <laughs> yes I, I prefer the short one it's more more maneuverable um, a bit more nimble off the ground but the, saying that the Grand is um, longer um, in bad weather it's more stable Hasn't the Grand got that cargo, extra cargo space as well? No, the cargo pod is optional the cargo on pod. all oh, of them. Okay. You, I mean, you can get a ca- I think you can get a cargo pod on a 182, you know, a 206. Um, yeah, cargo pods are just uh, extra options. Mike is asking, do you get extra points for every parachute you pick off on the way down? Uh, <laughs> 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 it's like, you know, you sort of score points depending on what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we have got uh, another uh, 208 caravan uh, parachute aircraft pilot in the chat room. Oh, have we? Dr. Steph. Oh, yeah, right. Stephanie Steph. Platt, yeah, Dr. Yeah. Steph's there, yeah. Steph, uh, is, uh, you, you two have got on that house on fire, Stuart, actually. Oh. Yeah. We're trying to persuade them to, to, to come and spend a bit of time this way next time they come to the UK, because they're talking yep. about coming next year. We're trying to persuade them to. Uh, uh, Richard King down. has asked, uh, uh, Stuart, does the uh, centre of gravity shift wildly when the uh, the guys exit? Cool, the yeah, aircraft? I bet, because that's quite a weight differentiation. Can do. Yeah. Um, the, with experience, it's actually pretty easy, but when I first started, it's, it's, mm. uh, it's a lot of movement and there's constant trim changes but I get later on with experience you just kind of do it naturally mm. the big problem is though when they do big formation exits and uh, and suddenly you'll have like four or five hanging off the outside of the aircraft while another four or five are in the door frame and boom they all jump out at once mm. and that's, 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 that's quite dramatic really yeah. when you know yeah. when <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah a half of your payload has gone out at once yeah, or oh, no. wow no I've yeah. had all 14 run out at once Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, and also, oh, the worst one is really when they're all doing that, when they're gearing up for it as well, they all cram up to the door because right. they're all waiting for the green light. They're like all like uh, a herd of, of uh, <laughs> lemmings, <laughs> lemmings <laughs> basically <laughs> waiting yeah, to yeah. throw off, looking up at the light, looking up at the light. Oh, <laughs> oh green light. Oh, where's the green light? Um, now, now. But the worst thing is that um, they all start getting closer and closer to the back. And uh, as they get closer and closer to the back, the CAG of it really does tip. And there's been moments when I've been, we're at a low, slow airspeed with the nose pointing mm. down in a, in, a, in a configuration really that the aircraft shouldn't be in. Yeah. And you hear the stall warning going off and you've got low power setting, you're trying to hold it there. And then suddenly it really stalls and then the nose tips up and you look yeah. behind and you're putting in power and they're just all at the back of the plane going, <laughs> What's <laughs> something wrong with yeah, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what happened? It's just like... Uh, so now I, I seem to recall from... Because I've, I've, I've had a couple of friends who've, who've, who've done charity jumps um, from uh, UK parachuting, which is where um, um, the one at Ella operates under, I think, isn't it? And they're saying that... Uh, I think, is it two uh, altitudes that you quite often drop at? Yeah, Lane Street has said, what altitude yeah. do you drop at? Uh, 13,000 is the preference for all the club jumpers. Okay. I was just flying in uh, Denmark, though, up to 15,000. Right. Uh, 
above 10, the idea is that you have to be able to get back down below 10 within 15 minutes because of the uh, mm. the air density. Um, okay. So people passing out, etc. Oh, I see. And in that case, um, do you use oxygen if you go above 10,000? Not on this caravan. It means a lot of extra equipment being right. fitted. Right. But generally in the parachute world as well, they only just put one oxygen bottle and it's normally empty with a tube out if they are going above it. Um, <laughs> right, okay. okay. <laughs> not to discredit any particular parachute operators, but we don't have that gear fitted on our plane. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Steph said she, she they, they do 14,000 feet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, where, where she's uh, sort of Carolina's sort of area yeah. of, uh, mm. of the US. But um, Well, yeah, different, different operators offer different altitudes. Um Normally, it's an upgrade sales thing. So a big thing at the moment, I don't know if you guys know, is Groupon. Um, don't know if that Groupon, yeah. We've is all heard America of Groupon, well? I think. Yeah. Uh, Glantel is asking, uh, have you seen any horse-eating nuggets? What's, what on earth? What they're, they're talking about chicken nuggets. Oh, are they? All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was just thinking, is that some kind of term I'm not familiar Actually, with? Actually, one of the, the one new of the McDonald's special. Yeah, yeah, one, of the, uh, one of the questions I'm surprised no one in the chat room's asked you yet, Stuart, is, is have you yourself jumped out of uh, Sester Caravan? Don't be rich. Jump out of an aeroplane. <laughs> <laughs> don't be dumb. What's wrong with you? <laughs> absolutely. It would do such a foolish yeah, thing. absolutely. Because uh, Dr. Steph is actually not only a pilot, but she's also she's a, a jumper, jumper as well. well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's just uh, a we, crazy combination. But she converted and upgraded to flying the planes. Uh, she's got to go back <laughs> to her patient now, sadly. So she's going to see. I'll us leave all them, later. Steph. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all right. No, just give them a jumping first, and then and uh, then get into flying. I don't know. Ooh, I don't Steph, know. I don't know. Is it, jumping first. Does anybody know the answer to that before we? Yeah, before she's too late, she's gone. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, 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 what's your best time? Uh, this is Richard King is asking the question here. What's your best time from drop to back on the ground? Ooh, the way you've, oh, the wave! God, blimey! I've, seen I've, I've never yeah. actually timed it. So um, what? God, oh, I haven't. Um, you well, I, you know, every drop is, is I can assure yeah, you from SLP's talking. <laughs> yeah, I can assure I, you from I Lambert's sat. yard. From Lambert's yard, it looks like about ten seconds from the minute they were <laughs> I've sat right seat with Stuart yeah. in the caravan after a drop, and yeah. it is blooming quick. Yeah, because <laughs> my stomach went from here to here <laughs> <laughs> in a matter oh. of seconds. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Wilhelm is suggesting that you basically just press the auto land button, right? Is that what happens? Yeah. <laughs> I, w- yeah. I wish it was that easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I think you, you, you were on saying you were saying before, Stuart, a while back that you, there isn't actually an autopilot on the no. uh, the caravan that you fly. No, so. Not not on my particular. One. No, 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 no. There's no auto trim either. Yeah. That's the really frustrating thing. Electric trim would be really nice. Yeah. Most caravans have it. Our caravan is actually, um, they brought it brand new from, from Wichita and uh, ordered it. When it came off, it was the lightest Cessna off the production line they'd ever had. Really? Because they'd yeah. gone with the bare minimal model. Right. Wow. So it, is, yeah. it does look nice, though. It, is a, it does a, it look is a really beast. nice. It's a yeah. Beast. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just for parachuting. Tony S has pointed out a really good question, actually, that if Stuart did jump, I mean, who would <laughs> land the plane? That is a good point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we'd get yeah. through a few caravans. Yeah. <laughs> Point it out to the coast; yeah. they'll be fine. Yeah. Be fine. That's what the auto land button is for. Yeah, well, oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it'd be just like an Airbus, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, it's got the auto takeoff button, auto land button, <laughs> you know, auto drinks dispenser button, and oh, you know, right. Yeah, okay. Apparently, Good. so. Yeah. Hey, now I don't want auto drinks dispensers. Yeah, yeah. Let's, no. not, let's not put him out of work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I quite like my job. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, before we round up, then, uh, Stuart, what what uh, yeah. what are the plans for? You know, for the few, obviously you're now going to start your new uh, career. You know, you you're going to stick with it for a while and to get your hours in. Well, and I was planning on retiring next year. Well, <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, with the restaurant, the way it is, you probably yeah. could. Yeah, to be <laughs> fair. Absolutely. 
Um, no, just take it as it comes. I, I've really enjoyed my career so far. I've done all kinds of random flying in the UK and internationally. Aerial photography, survey flying, mm. now parachute mm. flying, now regionals. And, uh, yeah, I just... Uh, Lane's just asking, it is the, that, and I seem to recall it, is the roll-up door, isn't it? It's got a roll-up door on the on the, on the yeah. carriage. Yes, yeah, it, it has. Is, yeah. It's not an automatic shutting one, yeah. which is quite frustrating in the winter. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Cold as well. Once they've all jumped out, it is blooming cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so you know, you know, we're uh, we're just gonna well, we're gonna wish you all all the best of luck, really, yeah, Stuart, absolutely. all in the future. Yeah, and well, uh, yeah, make you sure can. you keep in touch. You know, send send us a few uh, snaps that we can uh, pop oh, on definitely. to uh, to the Twitter feed. I'm sure the listeners would love to see how how you're progressing. And well, yeah, maybe when I come back, once I've uh, type rated and flown the line, I can come and tell you a bit more. Definitely, no, because you'll be yeah, more than welcome. Great, whenever yeah. you're this way, my, my friend, you are welcome <laughs> to join us uh, whenever you like. Okay, we're going to move very quickly on now. We've got a nice little bit of uh, audio feedback from the lovely Barbara to look forward to before we wrap up the show. So, brace yourselves, here we go. Hi, Carlos and Matt, it's Barbara. I have some very recent aviation news for you and the listeners that I suddenly found myself caught up in. It's a situation that I didn't think I would ever be involved with and one which I never hoped to ever witness. And after the initial shock, it has just left me very angry. I can't give all the details to you at this stage, but I was up at an airport, which for certain reasons at this stage, I would like to remain nameless. So I was up at this airport earlier this week doing a bit of plane watching. It was beautiful weather. I got there quite late in the evening and it was very, very busy with large passenger and cargo planes arriving and taking off. I couldn't believe my eyes. Some lads arrived in a car and got a drone out right in front of me. I couldn't believe my eyes at first and I thought, no, they can't be. And then I thought, no, he's not going to switch it on. And he switched it on. Crossed the road to the perimeter fence, right at the end of the runway. Right at the end of the runway, where the landing lights are. By this time, my shock turned to panic and I was just about to phone the police when the airport security car just happened to pass by behind the perimeter fence. The drone never managed to get airborne, thank goodness, but to cut a long story short, the police have had to uh, get involved. I managed to get some vital information at the time, which has helped the airport police considerably, including quite stunning photos of the whole incident that I caught on my mobile camera. Maybe I will share them with you at a later date, but I will try to keep you up to date on the latest news appropriate to give, should it come my way. Obviously, I can't share any more information because I don't want to jeopardise police investigations. So that is all I can say for now about that, except please be vigilant, all you plane watchers and spotters, because if it happened to me, then it could happen to you and report anything suspicious. Your airport needs you. Find this and other great shows at the Aviation Media Network. The Voices in Your Head dot com.
The Plane Talking UK podcast is a voluntary project that aims to keep you informed with the latest aviation-related stories from newswires across the globe. Producing our content does cost money, though. If you enjoy our show, why not help us keep on the air by making a donation towards the server and website hosting fees through PayPal. Any contributions would be greatly appreciated. Are you an Amazon user? If so, why not do your shopping through the link on our website? There's no cost to yourself, and Amazon pay us a small referral fee on qualifying purchases. To find out more about the show and to meet the team, take yourself to our website www.plaintalkinguk.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk on Twitter via at plaintalkinguk or get in touch via email on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Flyby 5823 Trent Dane for 23R Manchester Wizz Air 6X Client Flight Level 210 Direct to Britman's Park United, one, two, three, maintain two, eight, zero knots. London, two, TME, turn right onto Bravo, link, two, one, join, alpha, hold at Mora, speedbird, four, seven, two, LOC, slash, TME, approach runway, two, seven, left. Follow the green stand, five, four, four. That's enough air traffic control for today, Nat. Bedtime. Aviation media has long been the domain of the newspapers and magazines. Well, not anymore. I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran, and we're bringing aviation right into your radio. Yes, we're making aviation cool and interesting for everyone. Hang on. Aviation's always been cool. Check this out. How cool is this? Grant, Grant, turn that down. Here at Plane Crazy Down Under, we've got pilots, engineers, air traffic controllers, industry leaders, even politicians dropping by to talk to us about the amazing world of aviation right here in Australia and occasionally in New Zealand as well. Wow, that's cooler than I thought, mate. Find us at planecrazydownunder.com, on iTunes, or lurking about on other people's podcasts just like this one. We've got crazy accents and lots of great aviation content. And we promise not to talk about the cricket. No, never. Not the cricket. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> what is cricket anyhow? Something we win a lot. Oh, there oh. we go. <laughs> You know, right. some people will never learn. I know. I mean, I, I, I think if you had it tattooed to uh, to their head, they wouldn't understand that no. it's just not. Why don't people? Good. I just don't get it. I mean, it's just like so many good points here. In this, like Glenn Taylor saying, you need a shotgun. You saying, like, you know, when will people? Uh, why won't people ever learn? You've got um, Mark Harvey. Uh, glad you were there to get the pictures to pass on, Barbara. I hope they throw the book. Yeah, at them. well done, Barbara. To- Tony was saying yeah, that's well why done. we. A uh, good point here from Tony. Actually, that's why we need humans in control towers. Oh, Never yeah. mind all this. You know where where we covered stories. I think last week and, and we the did, week previously, yeah. where yeah. they're talking about having remotely operated London, towers. Yeah, London City yeah, Airport, yeah, computerized yeah, in a basement. Absolutely. And, you know, it's uh, we we need people people you know sort of watching watching the thing really and um, they're developing all kinds of things for taking down drones though yeah. I saw eagles that yeah. would train to catch yeah, them absolutely. and uh, yeah. laser guns that will uh, convert yeah. their frequency so they bring mm. them back down uh, again, a lot of people are saying in the chat room that they're concerned that there may actually be, um, you know, a little bit of police apathy when it comes to this sort of thing. I mean, I'd like to think that perhaps, given how serious a Mike, drone Mike has said, stop worrying about taking the drones down, take down your operators. Yeah, very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah very true. Yeah. Yeah. Very good point. I think I also wonder, uh, 
if this information will end up with this person being prosecuted. Uh, I know I there's a big so. thing with the no, but with um, the lasers and uh, mm. in pilots' eyes. I know there's a thing there was they were hoping to pass some legislation, and now that's been taken off the books. So the thing is, they've been catching yeah. people, but they haven't been able to prosecute them. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of those perimeter fences do say that you can't go, you can't touch those uh, perimeter fences or you can't be near to the, you know, within a certain distance of them. So it possibly could be uh, prosecuted under trespassing, if nothing else. Yeah, uh, yeah on another ticket. Um, yeah, I mean, R Richard yeah. King said they can be um, prosecuted under A&O, whatever that means. Air navigation order. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Mm. So it's... Um, I, mean, I, I think this is a... this. I think the whole... You know this this whole problem is is not something that's going to go away in the next year yeah. or two years. It's going well, to you know. Think. Interestingly, Bar Barbara said here in the chat room the police were very interested and were phoning her back very quickly. So mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm glad that they're sort of you know taking it very seriously. I mean, great I'm, news, well done, Barbara. Yeah. Well done, Barbara. Yeah, yeah, th yeah. thanks for sending yeah. it in, Barbara. Yeah. Um, we're saying just that during that bit as well that I mean I've <laughs> I've been a, I've been a purchased myself mm -hmm. one online uh, a yeah. quadcopter and it, it, it was it was forty eight quid. And it's yeah. got a full HD camera, quadcopter with yeah. um, Wi-Fi and everything. Yeah. So this is but the problem. Every child has had one. Yeah, every child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're selling these things pre-charged, ready to go at the airports. Yeah. And this is what I don't understand because as soon as you put people onto the ramp, you know, especially with the low-cost carriers, all of those will be walking out onto the mm. the aircraft rather than using the the jet bridge, mm. um, or the air bridge and what's to stop people from just starting them up there and then yeah. you know and it, it's becoming an issue you're, uh, you're relying on people to be vigilant aren't you you're relying on yeah. people to sort of uh, you know airport staff if you like to just sort of I mean they've got enough to do really they have you know they won't be worried about <laughs> yeah. you never know Harpjet might uh, might get some of these little uh, drones to use on board the aircraft to oh, uh, deliver nice. their pennies yeah. and stuff Right. Okay. No? I'm not going what? to say anything about no, that. No, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what to do with that information. You are determined to have Port Owen out of a job in no time, are you? It's going to have, dr it's going to have Amazon style drones oh. delivering food in oh, that'd service. Be good. Yeah, that would be answer. good. Yeah, have you not ever, you, you've not ever sort of wanted to have a, one of those DJI Phantoms or anything, Stuart? Are you not to enter the no, kind of. No. I've, I've actually been given, like, a, I don't know, remote control helicopter, remote control planes at Christmas before, just the little mini ones. Yeah. So Never even got them out of the package. <gasps> I know it's shocking. Really? Nice. to find some batteries. <laughs> no, that, that's ba basically <laughs> because <laughs> Stuart gets to fly yeah, the real absolutely. thing. Well, I you suppose there is that. Exactly. Really it was a very nice uh, cousin who gave me one, and I was like, okay, thank you. But mm. Okay. Yeah. He's, I was just he's paid to fly the real thing, you know. The real problem with these drones, I was just thinking, though, is in the future, because the technology is massive now. As you just yeah. said, they're even selling them at the airport mm. to the kids. And the kids are getting them at Christmas, Carlos. Yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but that these are the VFR flying ones, you know, can fly yeah. in just mm. VFR conditions. But I guess they're going to get better and better. Mm. They're going to fly at night. They're going to fly in in strong winds, yeah. in bad weather, and that's when it's really. Got, I mean, at least at the moment, mm. we can still see them. I was just thinking, mm. could get a lot worse in the future. Yeah. Mm. Well, anyway, that is uh, unusual for us to end on a sort of slightly. Actually, oh, is that the ending? Oh, can sorry. I, yeah. Can I, can <laughs> sorry I just say that uh, that Richard King has just said, "Check out the DJI Spark." Well, I just did check out the DJI Spark, and um, if you've got five hundred and nineteen okay. pounds to buy one, Actually. you can buy one. I'll tell you what, though one one of my mate one of my mates is uh, Owen. Can you remember which one it was? I think that was a Phantom, wasn't it? That he had. I think that was a Phantom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My friend Sam's got um, uh, 
one of these drones and he's been I mean it's it does re- he, he takes it because he lives around here I've seen here, the videos yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam's done yeah, um, yeah. And, and he goes out into the fields and, and that's absolutely fine so he's doing it nowhere near anyone else he's not doing it in built up areas or anything like that and he's got these amazing does video- he have a drone license uh, well, uh, for this particular, mm. he doesn't need one for what he's using yeah. it for. Um, oh. Now, having said that, because we've been talking to him about, like, with some of our outside broadcasts that we're doing, because it, his particular unit does have a live broadcast function built into it that our system here can actually tap into. And he, to be fair, because he's, because yeah, even even I don't know, uh, was that actually had the common sense to say, actually, I'm not sure that's something I can do because I do need to have a license. In yes. order to be able to do anything that involves filming uh, and recording something s- sort of like yes. that's going out live. But he, wa- he was having a very serious conversation about, because um, uh, we we were talking about it together when we were in, uh, yeah, in, London, we were in London that time. We, and, yeah, uh, yeah he, he was having a very serious conversation about actually doing this um, and Getting so that it would be possible for things yeah. like this and for other mm. little bits and bobs to But seriously, I mean, uh, the, 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 the quality... Out of these cameras yeah. is it's stunning. Actually, Willem, stunning. Willem in the chat room has just said that DJI also have a drone with built-in ADS-B. What's, the, what's that? Wow! Um, that like, means that you can use your um, a flight radar. Yeah. You know when you know when you get your and phone out, these. and I say, "There's Stuart going over in the caravan." Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There he is yeah. on flight radar 24. Yeah. He's got ADS-B out. And that they you know that's can't that's what that's yeah. what ADS. I mean, this, this has is it this, aviation this, data sending. I can't remember what the ADS uh, bit uh, aircraft data. data. Yeah, I, I mean, some, 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 somebody else was saying, um, uh, say again, like that's with, great if it's got that. In. It's got this amazing thing, like because it, 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 he can it talks to his iPhone as well while he while this um, while he's doing. So it, you can literally walk, and the thing will follow you. Oh yeah, and keep you at a certain. Distance. I mean, they are amazing bits of kit, and if you have the common sense to use them, I mean. I love drones. It's just, as you say, as Barbara's sort of, you know, quite quite rightly highlighted here, some of the people flying these things are chuffing idiots. I'm, I mean, yeah. ADSB yeah. automatic dependent surveillance broadcast. Yep. There we go. I should have known that, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I was you just say, I think the majority of drone operators are idiots, but we should credit there is a small minority yeah. who are uh, certified and they invest a lot of money in getting yeah. their licenses. Yeah. Um, mm. And uh, the ones, the, there's two operators that I've met in East Anglia, um, a chap um, south of Halesworth, and an operator out of Norwich. They spent a lot of money on their licenses, their equipment. They've got backup redundancy systems, and wow. uh, when they do fly, they they put no tams on the local area. Um, really? So the local air pilots, the pilots who check their no tams, will know yeah. of their operations. That they're they're operating in a certain zone in a certain but area. They've invested a lot of money to be where they are, um, and wow. good luck with them. But unfortunately, yeah, well, there's I mean, a majority of drone operators because you know hopefully they get to sell uh, their yeah. their shots to people like the BBC or yeah. things like that. Yeah. I don't have, yeah, solar panel farms. That's what these guys were doing a lot of. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you mean, like the ones we have on the at Beckles? Yeah. So they've come and done Beckles <laughs> a few times, but they've no tamed it, and they've got permission from the airfield. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they've put a no tam out, and uh, yeah, uh, Norfolk Broads um, filming as well, and farming. Yes. Yeah. Is a big thing. Normally, it's done. With, I've I've done a lot of survey work of farms. Um, the yeah. farmers want all their fields surveyed. See yeah, yeah. see how big their see crops how the are. are. Yes. Yeah. Um, but drones can't do it all year round. They, normally, they're limited by winds and yeah. weather. Yeah, and th- and they do. Know, I mean, they're operating on battery, so with, you know, with the best wood in the world, they have quite a short. Shelf sixteen life, minutes. The DJI that we we're talking about a minute ago. Sixteen really? minutes battery life, and you got to charge it up. 
which it's not wow. quick. Wow. So it's so not. If it does thirty-one maximum. miles an hour yeah. in sixteen minutes, it's a long way away. It's a long way away. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can't yeah. get it back. Yeah. 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 Well, Absolutely. you were saying um, that Matt, that uh, Sam's one has a, a homing device or something that it yes, brings it right. back to. Yeah, it's so a when, when, thing before it runs out of juice. When the battery so lose it. <laughs> reaches a, a critical point, it will automatically go home, uh, which I think is a really clever feature. So it sort of works out its GPS coordinate and where it is at the time of, it, like, when it first takes off, yeah. and then it will actually go home. If it, and uh, if it loses radio contact. Yeah, if it loses radio contact or whatever, the first thing it'll do is go home. Uh, and I think that's really, really clever. As I say, so that, I mean, the, may, maybe there is hope. You know, the technology is beginning to catch up with the way that a lot of people are, are using these drones. Anyway, we can go on and on and on we can. about drones. Um, uh, just quickly before we wrap up uh, the show this week, uh, just a quick reminder for everyone in the UK who might be in the area. Uh, don't forget as well, uh, we're going to be at the Old Buckingham Air Show on the 30th of July this year, which is Sunday. Uh, and we're also going to be at the Sealing Charity Air Day on August the 20th this year, which is also a Sunday. Me and Matt are going to be doing a live show, streaming from there uh, all day. So if anyone is in the area uh, for those two air shows, do come and see me and Matt. Indeed. So that is where we bring episode number 172 at 72 close. All I can say, Stuart, thank you so very much for yeah, joining thanks, us. Yeah, thanks, Stuart. Thank you for having studio. me. It's thanks for coming a in. a lot of fun. It's been a pleasure. Yee! And uh, seeing your guys on the, on the chat room, thank yeah. you as well. Yeah, yeah I think they've all appreciated you being with us uh, tonight, Stuart, definitely. Owen, obviously you're basically part of the furniture now, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, and as always, it's been a real pleasure to have you uh, joining us down the line from somewhere near a busy airport in East Anglia, he says. I think we should send him some polyfiller oh, or paint in for Essex. Christmas. Though. Yeah, you, you, you <laughs> are, you're, you're, that's true. You are <laughs> in Essex, yeah. And, and we will start the whip round, Owen, about having your walls decorated for you so that, you know, that, that you can oh, have well, the holes the, filled the in. Holes, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think I've counted them in here, and I think there's 18 of them. Right. Okay. 18 holes. <laughs> wow. Dear, we're going we're gonna to have yeah. to have a bigger whip round than I thought. Anyway, that is where we bring episode number 172 a close. Thanks very much to everyone who's been joining us. We're not going to go through because there is so many people in the chat room tonight. It's been, it's been a really busy Some chat room. Fantastic questions, yeah. as always, guys. Yeah. You're absolute stars. So, a different show next week because it's going out on the Sunday. Sunday 10 a.m. Australian it's, listener yeah, special. An Australian listener special. If you'd like to get in touch with the show and would like to participate in that very special event, then please get in touch by emailing us on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com our website www.plaintalkinguk.com and of course it's uh, social media it's facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk and our twitter handle is at plaintalkinguk so don't forget check us out on facebook and twitter for when uh, obviously when we're going to be out and about but obviously yeah. we will be here back again next sunday morning at 10 a.m uh, barbara suggested owen that perhaps there are bullet holes behind you i don't know if you've been upsetting yeah. the locals again <laughs> 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 so a big thanks then again to stuart for joining us in the studio and uh, all the best for the future, Stuart. And to all the listeners in the chat room who have joined us tonight, a massive thank you. And to everyone who downloads the show every week yep. via the Absolutely. usual um, downloading places. Of course, thank special you. thanks to all our Patreon donators yes. who helped to basically, oh, yes. basically nowadays, I'm delighted to say, are paying for the running of the show. Which oh, yes, is very much so. so. And our visits to, to air shows. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, from all of us here in the studio Big and wave. online, everyone wave at their Bye. cameras. It's time to say goodbye. Goodbye. Have a great weekend, Bye. everyone. Bye. Fly Bye. safe. Bye.